CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, what is up, Gypsy Gang? We're very, very excited today for today's podcast. It is with the new champ, the new number one in the Australian MX Nationals in the 450 class, my good friend, Todd Waters. Uh, he finally did it this weekend. Uh, no surprise that he has got second in that championship more times than he would care to. Um, but this past weekend at Coolum, he finally got it done. It was an amazing day. Uh, I know we just had Todd on the podcast like quite recently when he got back from the US. But this was different because it just seems like now, it's like he can talk about everything because he's finally achieved one of the you know the big missing pieces to the puzzle so this is a very different podcast with Todd even though he was only on here a couple of weeks ago uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it he just really opens up about you know a lot of the struggles that he's been through and where he's sort of come from to to sort of finally get this done uh, some crazy stuff with like the testing that he does his rivalry with Dean Ferris like a really this is a really packed episode we we're only just going to sit down and do like a motocross companion style thing just sort of break down the season but um we ended up doing three hours so a really awesome podcast with a really awesome guy um congrats toddy i love you dude and um yeah really really glad we got to to sit down and do this so quickly after that win uh before we get into the show though just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors uh all of these motocross style episodes are brought to you um, by the legends at MX Store. Um, the past few weeks I've actually been around these guys in a more of a, don't know how you would say it, like more of a friend capacity really, I guess would be like the easiest way to say it, I guess. Um, so I went and rode down in Byron at Treno's Farm. Um, Jake was there, one of the owners of MX Store, so we got to hang there. The very next weekend, we all hung out at six hour. And then this past weekend, they had their uh, supplier night, which like they're the only guys in the industry that, that do that night. They kind of get all the supplies in the same room, which is kind of crazy because it's essentially the competition. Um, but that is the lengths that these guys are going to, I guess, push the industry forward. They're like trying to bring together all these like rival distributors even in a way. Um, so yeah, that's how serious these guys take actually moving the industry forward and it really motivated me it really fired me up it was great to be a part of that night i also saw a lot of um really great old friends as well uh so these shows are brought to you in conjunction with them and we're talking about a ton of ideas on like ways to make this you know the motocross sort of content uh even better again with those guys 
Um, you can head to mxstore.com.au for Australia's biggest range of parts and accessories. Um, they've also got a new campaign, which I'm pretty excited about, um, just because it speaks to me, and that is Ride More. So we'll bring you more details on that, um, I guess, as they sort of develop. But um, I think it's a good slogan, Ride More. Everybody, just go ride. Uh, also, brought to you by the legends at Rival Inc. And I know you all have been using that Gypsy Gang code because... They sent me the numbers and I'm impressed. You guys are fucking cool. Um, so you can go buy a Gypsy Tales kit, like a full graphics kit with Gypsy Tales on it if you're so inclined or if you've got your own sponsors and your own style and your own theme that you are chasing, uh, they can do that too. They can do jersey prints. They can they can literally give you graphics on plastics ready to bolt on. That's the level that these dudes operate at. Um, they're uh, yeah, amazing crew down there. They've been so supportive of this show and they've been really supportive of the people that have ordered um, using the 15% discount code Gypsy Gang. So you can head to Rival Inc. Design Co. Pump that code in at the checkout. You're going to get 15% off, which is a lot when it comes to graphics. Uh, and then you're going to be a happy mofo like me. Um, also, we are brought to you by the legends at Nobby Underwear. NobbyUnderwear.com.au um, I just... Every single time I do one of these shows, I just get a little bit, just a little bit, uh, a little bit fluttery over my nobbies. Um, also got some really big stuff playing with these guys coming up um, with the Supercrosses, the live podcast that we did last year that were went really well, and we're excited to do more of them again uh, this year. So those guys, always huge supporters of the show. Um, you can head to nobbyunderwear.com.au. Uh, it's just $20 a month. You get a fresh pair of duds. I'm actually wearing the brand new ones, the cyborg ones right now at this very second. Um, and I'm just about to go to Melbourne to do the nationals for jujitsu. So I like went in and I packed all my favorites, just trying to get some of that good juju, you know? Um, also lastly, we are brought to you by the guys at boost mobile. You can head to boost.com.au. You can check out all of Australia's best prepaid phone deals. Uh, I've been with these guys for way over a year. Um, haven't looked back since I started with them. The only one thing that I was like, man, I just like, I wish I could get phones through them. Well, you can do that now. Um, they are now selling these like a one grade refurbished phones. Um, and they're amazing. You can save up to like $400 on a new, on like the latest version of the iPhone. Um, so it's well, well, well worthwhile heading to boost.com.au and checking that out. Um, the, the biggest thing is just like you need no plans. Like you don't have to get any plans. You don't have to get a plan for the phone and get ripped off. You don't have to get a plan with your um, service uh, provider and get ripped off there. Like I've just had nothing but bad experiences when it comes to locking yourself into a contract and getting a phone through, um, the, the normal, uh, providers. And the thing with boost is they support action sports. Um, they support great athletes. They support guys like Chad Reed, Caroline Buchanan, uh, Solly Bailey, the list goes on of people that they support events that they support. Uh, and I'm a big believer in supporting the people that support us. All right. A lot of ads on this show, but um, we need them to keep the lights on. So I really appreciate all the help. They're not just sponsors. They're all friends. Um, and essentially, they're all part of the Gypsy Gang, just like you guys. Uh, all right. So without any more, Todd Waters. Righto. The champ is here. Woo. Finally. Finally, yeah. get, we get to say that. 
Finally. That's been a very long time. Yeah. It's uh it's one of those things. I sort of class myself as a professional um championship ruiner. Yeah, like, you're a cha- you're like you're you're like the best dude that never won a championship yeah. in Australia yeah. until Sunday. And I was actually hey, I'm I turned twenty eight this year and I was thinking, man. Twenty eight a bit late. Hopefully <laughs> I can get this happening. But <laughs> winning this championship, like it's uh I kinda I think things happen for a reason yeah and to tell you the truth like as a junior i went through racing i rode a wednesday with my old man and some mates up home with the chester family and we just had fun like no one ever told me how to ride a bike i never got coached blah blah but greg moss bro yeah but (laughs) at the end end of it i just went to australian titles and won them yeah like and i look back i won i raced for jeff leask i got a factory ride for him in the junior program and we won five junior titles in a row. And I look back now and I'm like, why? Like, Yeah, true way. Like, it's not like, you know, I see the juniors now. I do coaching stuff. Like, you know, I go with Ben Shadell and he's got kids that he's coaching like two to three times a week, you know. And here I am fishing every day. Yeah. And I go win Aussie titles. Like, it just happened really easily. And, and then I left school. I started working my apprenticeship um, as a cabinet maker and ryan marmont hurt himself so ryan and jay were my idol like i used to watch him on tv i never seen him in person then i got a deal to fill in for ryan on the factory bike and i was just like what this is insane so 16 i lined up on the start line at jake so you moss were, you were still doing your cabinet maker apprenticeship while you're in under 19s eh yep. not that many people know that you're a qualified tradesman yeah yeah and the next year when i was uh when i was full factory doing pro lights yep. eh? yeah and then when i went to 450 in 2009 that's when it i finished my four-year trade um and i went full-time racing but uh yeah pretty much i filled in for ryan and i lined up on the start line at toowoomba and i just remember shaking because i don't see pros it's not like i say to kids these days i'm like man like i go riding with you dudes all the time like it's not like i'm the best in the world or anything but I think when I, if I was in your position, I'd be peeing my pants. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't get that opportunity. But anyway, I line up and I whole shot the thing and win it. Like, and I still remember Ross McWaters phoning up um, uh, Jeff Leask and saying, the boy won. And he's just like, oh yeah, like didn't believe it. And as you wouldn't. Like, yeah. So my career kind of went a bit like that. And and then like the first year on the 450, you had the red plate. You were yeah. like so much faster than everybody. Yeah. So, and it's not like there was no one here. You know, it was yeah. like Jay Marmot Billy come back McKenzie. from America. Billy McKenzie come. Andrew McFarlane come back from America. That was Sharky's first year back, eh? It was yeah. your first year 450, yeah. Yep. And the Black JDR Um Cody Cooper come back for Suzuki. Yeah. And yeah. he was the only one to nearly beat Stewart that year. Um so like we had a pretty solid class not to mention the aussie dudes that like ford dale and the guys that can throw laps out and yeah. win races so jay then he won his three in a row like yeah. right around that time yeah and and i stepped in the 450 they had like a betting system on full noise and this kind of stuff and my name wasn't even in it you know Crazy, and eh? i went out and it's not easy like at albury donga I, I come out the first corner about fourth and passed them all and won it um i won the overall i had the red plate you know and i don't know it just seemed like things were quite easy coming yeah 
And then that was my first injury. Um, yeah, because you like season. never really got even no. injured as a junior, right? Never eh? fell off. No. Like I never crashed. It was, I was very consistent, like, because it, I don't know, I didn't have pressure from my family. I just rode the bike. No one told me how to ride it. Mm. I just went out there and rode the bike and, and I thought I had really good line selection, probably because I didn't have my head full of stuff. I didn't mm. have an old man on my back. I didn't have someone tell me I need to hold my leg up or stand up or sit down. Mm. I just went out there and went, oh, I'm just going to go around that bump. I yeah. don't know why they were all hitting it. <laughs> and I just wanted to win so bad. Um, but yeah, then I had an ankle injury and that put me out of that season. Didn't you do your collarbone first? Wasn't the collarbone the thing that took you out no. in 08 or was it an ankle? No, so ankle. So I absolutely destroyed my ankle. I just kept riding trying because I was leading the championship. I was only young. I just thought I sprained my ankle ended up pulling everything um you know so they put even the ligament that hold your tib and fib together that broke uh, i had bone bruising everything so what was it from my crash no i just you just oj'd something no no i was just training up home i wrote you hold the track and wade hunter come up my buddy and we had awesome ruts going that my foot just went under the foot peg and oh ripped it. really and then i went the next weekend i couldn't walk on it and i just taped it race the next weekend i think got fourth at toowoomba and then, yeah, I had the next week off and I just kept grabbing it and grabbing it and I just thought, harden up. It's just an ankle injury. Um, so then, anyway, I whole shot it to, at, um, at Mackay at Gum Valley and I'm leading the thing for ages and I'm going around the corners looking at my foot. I couldn't hold my toes up. And I was like, geez. And and then I ended up dropping it and I couldn't even stand yeah, up. Couldn't that, start I remember bike. that day. Yeah, you yeah. guys were there. Yeah, yeah. So I went, went, Eureka flew me to Melbourne specialists like man this is you're better off snapping your leg off um so i was 13 weeks in a moon boot with no weight bearing um then they pulled the pins out and uh yeah that was my first injury then i come back from that the next year i got the red plate again um leading the championship Were you on the same bike then yep yeah with your again 2010 and i yeah then i crashed and broke my collarbone and so i went in surgery on the monday um and then raced that next sunday yeah and yeah young kid you know i just i couldn't do it <laughs> yeah i wasn't strong enough um to be able to you know i was i was only like 75 kilos i was really were you only 75 yeah. kilos on a 450 yeah i was only a kid That's i was crazy eh? what was i 19 then so you know 19 year old kid you know i had a big heart but in the head it's difficult yeah, to ride with kid, two yeah. plates in your with your stitches breaking open like i did what i could but it just faded away that championship so um then the year after i broke my scaphoid so which is a shit injury yeah. to do and i come back from that and got two podiums at the last two rounds then i went with jay foreman in 2012 and uh that was probably the turnaround for me like my career i had three years of like i said like racing was just the easiest thing for me um just come very easily to then complete opposite yeah like coming rehab and just heartache and three years of and it wears you down mentally like yeah. every time you get an injury it's like you know the mountain that you've got to, like because right now like you on sunday saturday and sunday at cool like that's fucking crazy the way that you did two nationals back to back basically wiped the floor with everything like no no one was even close to your level that's like takes a lot of work to get that fit and that mentally sharp and the bike that good like that's like a real slow build to get yeah. to that point like you can't break your ankle 
or a scaphoid, get the cast off, and then go be straight away that dude. Like, it's such yeah. a long build-up, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, it's... What is it? You know, it's a good probably 15 years, you know, that I've got behind me now. Um, and this year wasn't good for me. Like, you know, I, I had a plan in place and uh, a lot of things I missed. You know, I the first half of the season, I was like, yep, we're just going to go in there and we're just going to keep it consistent. Yeah, I've got that much fitness. I'm like a diesel engine, but I don't have my intensity yet. So yeah. I'm just going to go. I'm going to get the points. I'm going to be in the championship. Um, when I come back for round six, um, after the break, I'm going to win every race. Well, like oy, let's, go, let's go back though to the Suzuki thing because yep. like we'll get to that so like yeah because I, I i think it's cool like even for me dude like as you're fucking one of my best mates but yeah. like you just forget all the shit that goes on in in between you know like i vaguely remember yeah. like i remember i remember Makai, i remember toowoomba that was crazy dude when you won that race yeah. like i remember because i was still i probably still would have been in cans at that point yeah yeah you were and i remember getting that call like todd just fucking won the first yeah. round and we were all just like losing the day yeah because that was like that was yeah your first like yeah and we all like growing up we knew that you were going to be really good but it's like you finally did it like yeah. that was such a massive milestone but there's a big step you know you, you see kids now and you're like this dude's gonna be good but does he have what it takes does mm. he have the work ethic like that's the biggest thing for me because the thing um, is like you're gonna have an injury that's gonna put you back to square one yeah so it's like when you're a kid sort of like what happened to you it's like you got all that momentum and then it stops with an ankle and then you lose your bike fitness you yeah. lose the feeling on the bike you lose your mental confidence now you've got doubt that you're gonna have another injury again at some point mm. and it's like that's when the real shit shine like adam cincerello is like that yeah it's like can you come back from that he never got yeah. hurt either as a kid yeah and i think the things that got me through it was my determination like when i did my scaphoid it's for people who haven't done it before it's a small little bone just back from your thumb with zero pretty much zero blood flow so they put a screw through it it's like a little heart shape uh, like a kidney bean sort of shaped bone and they'll put a screw straight up the guts of it. And then they put you in like a, a cast for 13 weeks I was with my hand bent up with my fingers up and 13 weeks. So I just sort of bought my first place um, and I started, I was going crazy. So I just looked up on YouTube how to rent, like how to gyp rock. So I gyp rocked my whole house and plastered it with one arm. Like I never forget it. Um, That's like a Jill's, Southport house. Yeah, yeah. So Jill's cooking dinner and I'm up on a, on a little um ladder sand in the ceiling because i've just gyp rocked it and i come out just white white everywhere she's blowing up at me because the whole house is full of like fine powder and uh so i went from that i had that big break to then when you do that and you the doctor's like okay they cut it off your hand stays there yeah so i was going to hand therapist twice a day uh twice a week sorry and the most pain you've ever been in just trying to get it flat and so I went every time I'd watch TV, I'm holding a weight over the edge of the bench. So oh, it just really? like weights it down for hours and it just hurts and hurts like constant pain. And I just push through it. I've got full movement, both wrists now. Most people don't when yeah, they break they skateboard. Back, eh? Dude, and then, can you imagine what Ken's injury would have been? Oh, like? yeah. Yeah. Well, you can see his... Like he, his... He, he, yeah, he doesn't have range. Yeah, it's, but yeah. his work ethic, like, yeah. you know, he puts in for the rehab and stuff and that's what i did also um when it was time to hop on the bike you know they're like okay it's okay to ride now i can't just go ride a bike yeah because i can't pull the clutch in with my finger like 
honestly, I couldn't pull the clutch in. So I got on the road to hoe at Granddad's farm and I just made like left, right, left, right, left, right, up and then left, right, left, right, back. And I just dug like a little, like, so it was just so corner in, in second gear, just going right, right, right. No. So you had to use the clutch. Oh, okay. You couldn't ride like every, you had to use the clutch. Yeah. So, so like forcing yourself to rehab yeah. it. Yeah. So then on the bike stuff, I'd go through that there and I'd, I couldn't even do it twice. Like, I mean, like a three minute thing, you know? And then I'd just ride it and I'd pull off and I'd nearly be in tears. I was in that much pain trying to do it. And I just kept doing it till I was doing 30 minute motos on that. And then, you know, three or four weeks later, we podium both nationals after that. Um, you know, and even then when I podiumed, I come into dad, I was like, man, I'm trial riding. Like I can't even hold on properly. Yeah. You know, like, so that's, they're the moments that probably mean a lot to me. And that's what, make me who i am now you know mm. things didn't come easy like they were and i for some reason i believe things happen for a reason like mm. at the time break your collarbone you know and you're thinking and you're in the hospital like why like mm. I'm, I'm i'm 18 years old like my first year in 450 i'm kicking all these dudes butt. like i'm not hole shotting like i'm passing them and owning mm. these races and i'm like why is this happening it just I could never work it out but i look back on it now and it's you know 18 year old kid just going out there and blasting everyone and winning and you know you might I'll, not still be here at 28 racing if well, it was that i easy. wouldn't be the person i am now like i've you know results i don't get a big head i don't you know i yeah, take not like toby <laughs> <laughs> who toby rice tony oh tony rice yeah, tony yeah. rice <laughs> No, but you know Toby's yeah. really good at that as well. Like he's getting a massive head, very humble and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and that's he's had a lot of injuries, had a lot of setbacks. Yeah, it hasn't true. been perfect for him, and I believe that's who's that's what's made me. I think if it didn't happen, you know, it would have come too easy, and I would have had an extra large helmet like yeah. riding around. But you might not even be in the sport still, mm. dude, because like twenty yeah. eight's old. Yeah. in in the sport like you look at Villapoto was out by 28 yeah Dunge's out and like i know those dudes and like Villapoto is a different story i think he's refound like a bit of love and passion for riding and stuff but like bro Dunge was just straight up lost mm. he was like 27 and lost like he had no idea what he was gonna do but it's like you've still got a passion and a fire yeah. for race like you're not gonna be a 28 year, you know year old retiree yeah. from motocross like wondering what you're going to do with your life like that is one of the worries i think and it's not like it come easy for dunge but like it sort of did in a way like he yep. he won a bunch of races he won a bunch of championships back to back and then it's like you can be happy like all right i've done that but it's like then you are left with that void of like well i'm not even 30 and i'm retired like yeah. what, what am i going to do for the rest of my life yeah yeah that's right and like probably a big thing for me, the turning point in my career was probably 2012. I got on with Jay Foreman. It just worked well. Like, I'm still... Yeah, you like, know, you're still tight with him. Yeah, I, I really... You know, we don't talk for a long time. Like, I'll go to Europe and stuff, but I'll phone him up. Mm. Hey, man, Jay, how are you? Like, you know, I just... I really respect Jay. Um, so, what was it about him that made you have that relationship with him? I don't know. He's, he's a quiet Because you're like that with Mike Landman still, too. Yep. Yeah, so I've met some amazing people. Mike's like a dad to me. Man, yeah. that, that you know what was sick on the weekend is after you won and you pulled in and 
there were the people that were rocking up to to hug you it's like there were people from other teams like yeah. multiple te- like mike i saw mike landman konski came up and yeah. shook everyone's hand um i'm sure if jay foreman was there he yeah. would have been jumping over the fence but it's yeah. like there was a lot of those people because like you are like a journeyman of the sport in australia like yeah. well it's just in the sport in general like you've raced every major championship now yeah and it's like it was cool to see so many people and like like i know mike Lamon had like massive input on you oh, yeah. and like he looked after you a lot when you were like down there and yep. you know what i mean so it's like and i was a kid you yeah know? young age. i was i remember i went first time i went testing was on ando's bike and they gave me his honda and i rode out there and i ride by time because like i said i didn't ever have anyone around so i'd finish work and i'd go up in the paddock and the plowed paddock and i'd i'd make a track and i'd ride for 40 minutes come back and then ride go back out ride 40 minutes you know because our races are 30 minutes and i want to pass everyone like i just had in my head like i'm going to be an animal hurlings so, did that does that shit yeah yeah he's he does like 40 45 minute motos. yeah and the thing with jeffrey is the tracks over there are so rough. just brutal like it's just crazy so for me like when i go over there it's like a punch in the face because it's something i've never experienced before mm. you know whereas he's he i did a similar thing but the tracks are a lot smoother so well, i can't it was just because him. you were the only one that like really it would be like you wade yeah like there would be a handful of guys on the track like yeah those tracks are there and they never get touched and they're yeah. there over years and there's hundreds of dudes on yeah. them. like you just you can't get tracks that rough yeah but like, like, even i remember richo would like try and dig braking bumps and stuff yeah. in to like get the tracks rougher but it's still yeah. not the same eh no nah. No, and that's but that's one thing going down and riding with people but you know when it in atherton it rains all the time you know and i'd go up there and it'd be raining and i'd just be up in the paddock just by myself just cutting motos on just a flat track that i built like because granddad's a corn farmer so when he'd pick the corn i'd just go and ride in the paddock with the ridges mm. and it'd be like braking bumps coming yeah. in corner acceleration bumps. Yeah, those like, tracks are fucked. and <laughs> so they are the moments that i look back on now and i'm like you know that's what make that's who i am because yeah. i see these young kids now and they do two laps and they pull in their yarning all the time and testing some suspension yeah and, and yeah. i'm just like man when i was a kid like i didn't nothing mattered nothing mattered until that stopwatch said 40 minutes and when i first went to i flew down to melbourne konski and that they brought the bike out and stuff here you go todd go try it i jumped on the thing went out did 35 minute moto come in and mike's out there trying to stop me he wants to know what the bike's like i don't care it's awesome yeah whatever. you know it's factory yeah. honda uh factory honda so i'm amped and um you know i just put mike through hell like not hell but i just you were like so against what was normal like whatever yeah, else did like yeah. i just burnt fuel like yeah. i just when we get there when i was riding for him and i knew mike well i'd be like i hope you got a couple of jerry cans yeah <laughs> and mike would be laughing i'm like mate you think it's testing i'm just going to cut motos like i was i was a young kid with just so much energy you know mike would be putting the back wheel in i'd be jumping on his back trying to tap him out and you know we just we had so much fun like it was just such a great time in my life and um and i see mike you know it kept him young like it was and he's like a dad to me you know mm. that's the sort of relationship we have and you know it's it's it all builds up you know even though you win a championship for this company and these people and stuff but 
there are certain there's, people that there's have, so much yeah. like i did three years with mike and yarif you know they they played a big part in who i am today you know and then i went to jay foreman he played a big part you know jeff Leesk, you know rob tyrell but like you, these but you guys. know the interesting thing though man is like not a lot of people can have that same sentiment with people that they used to work for like yeah. there's a lot of people that burn bridges man oh, yeah. and when they win a championship the only people they're celebrating with are the people that are like on that team in that room yep. right then and there because yeah. they have you know like racing can be like a pretty brutal business and the industry in australia can be a motherfucker as yeah. well and it's like just like the riders can burn teams teams can burn riders sponsors yeah. can burn like you know so the fact that like you've you've almost like got through to like that that's what i kind of was getting at there yeah you got so many people that came up from all these different brands and it's like it was just so cool to see that like all those people were genuine in there because like you really haven't burned bridges with people yeah yeah i'd you know i i don't know i get upset with some decisions that are made in the past you know like when i was in europe and stuff but you know, when I went back over last year, I see everyone as friends and family. Like, yeah. it's a big family, you know. I fight with my sister and people like this, but I love everyone, you know. Like, that's how I see our industry. I never... I'm not one to hold grudges. Like, oh, this dude said this about me. Like, I'm yeah, not going to talk to him anymore. Not worth keeping like, it. I don't know. I just have... The, that's just my personality. I just love being around people and, and having a good time. So... I think that's probably a big reason why um and like i was saying like getting back with jay he just i don't know he just runs such a professional team and it was he just i guess it was probably the time in my career where i matured a little bit as well i uh i understood a little bit more like i remember we're at coonabarabran we're testing and i was just the dude that you put me on a bike i go out i over jump some jumps come back man forks the bottom and out like you know i need this thing to hold up because i'm going to pound it on race day like i've always been someone who i want the bike to hold i don't want it diving under brakes or anything like that because i had in my head like when it's race day i'm fitter than everyone when all mates go on there i'm just going to put these big dogs up and i'm going to plow through all that stuff you know and i need my bike to do that Mm. i don't care about feeling the corners and all this sort of stuff i just want to plow past people i want to jump 20 meters past him and and make it happen you know so that's how i sort of used to test and then i went with jay and said to him man i'm when i'm breaking it's too stiff like it's just pounding my hands and jay's like i'll put a stiffer set of forks in for you and i was like nah nah it's way it's hurting me hands it feels too stiff and he's like nah nah it looks like it's diving so he put a stiffer set in and i went out and it was so much softer Mm. like and i come in because I, I think about things a lot. Like, you know, and I come in and I ask questions like, why is that softer, Jay? And he's like, oh, because when it's too far down the stroke, it's in the hard part of the stroke. So it's hurting your hands. He said, when we go s- stiffer and it holds up, it's working in the softer part of the stroke. I was like, get out of it. Like, I could physically go in the corner and just feel the forks going up and down not like cushions. And I was like, that's insane. Mm. So from that day on, it just switched and, and well, my even testing you... experience has just changed forever. Like now I think about things differently, like the balance of the bike and, you know, I know, I feel, I've heard that Chad Reed's really good at testing mm. and 
I feel I've got a similar, I understand how it works. As a young kid, I played with a lot of clickers and stuff and I know what high speed does and low speed and all this sort of stuff. Um, different spring rates. Like I've had a lot of experience over the time and that was kind of the changing point for me with Jay Foreman because he did his own suspension. Yeah, well, he was RG3 Australia. Yeah. Is he still with them? Like, is he still... No, he's um he's actually left. He's working in the sh- in a... Um, shop down in Newcastle at the moment. Oh, yeah, cool. So he's sort of stepped up. He's been with racing forever. Yeah. And he's doing like a management sort of role. Yeah. So he's loving that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, so then that sort of changed and, and I got consistency back in my riding. Um, I won quite a few races that year. I th- we missed out on the championship by a couple of points with Josh Coppins, but we we're going back and forth. That's and, right. And uh, so we ended up second that year. And then I signed with KDM that next year and i had the experience i had everything it was at my fingertips i went out um still probably a bit immature like i just went out and won the every race for the first three rounds like i'm talking like 30 odd seconds just was going hard for it and then um yeah then i injured myself i broke my collarbone collarbone that year and then and i knocked myself out for three minutes as well so that yeah. Were you just pushing too hard? Yeah. Because that's what Townley said too. He's yeah. like, dude, I would just push way too yeah. fucking hard. And he's like, and I just would get hurt. Yeah. And that's the problem. Because like, the problem is, is like, you've got that. That That's where why I think Dunge was so good. Mm. It's because like, he just didn't have that extra gear. Yeah. Like, Villapoto has that extra gear. Carmichael had that extra gear. Like, James has that extra gear where it's like, yep. you know what? Ugh, just ex- there's extra I'm yeah. going hard and yeah. like that's where it happens like he just never left the safe zone yeah and he's his safe zone was just fast enough to be on the podium every single weekend yeah and it's like even though he was pushing a hundred percent he just I feel like when you crash is when you go a hundred and ten percent yeah and it's like you you just can't live in that zone and like because that that's what was interesting with when I talked to Townley on the podcast is he was like dude I just I just went too hard all the time. Yeah. He's like, I should have just chilled. Yeah. And that's, so yeah, I, I ruined that championship. Like, you know, I got second to Matt Moss and, you know, I come back towards the end of the year. I won last two rounds or something. And, you know, I missed out. It was probably like eight points. So it was quite close, but just, yeah, I just ruined it. You know, was there a point where you were like, I'm just not going to win one of these things? No. Nah. Not really. It probably would be for like a couple of days after Coolum, but then once you get back in the swing of it, it sort of goes away. Yeah, like I don't know. You just because I, I always find my way, and then I'm just like, oh, it's over. Like you're kidding me, kind of thing. Like next year, and I just mm. start training. Like so. Anyway, that year was pretty gnarly. Like you know, Rob Tyrell phoned me up and he said. I've got a I've got a deal for you in Europe, and I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like Husqvarna, and I was like, "No, no, no, I'm not riding for them." And he's like, "No, no, no." So KDM Austria taking over Husqvarna, and it's going to be their first year, and they want a young guy, um, fresh blood, blah blah blah. You've just come off a good season. Like I had great speed, you know, had it all sorted. Everything. And Mossy was always legit like yeah. anytime you're at like he was always fast like <laughs> yeah especially in australia yeah when like the yeah. last round it was the 
I love it. I just he would get so fired up. Yeah, yeah. like he he's would, a dog. Like get, he's a dog with a bone. Yeah, he would sure. get so fired up. And like Harvey Bay, I'd always go first and practice. I'd pin it, and he's on there, and he's pumped me off the track in practice. And I was just like, that's sick. I've <laughs> caught him and just t-boned him like so hard, and he's gone off the track. He's having a cry. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so then, then we go to it was like the second last round of Shepparton or something. It was a concrete start. And concrete start concrete track <laughs> yeah and i was you know i just couldn't get my form back like i had like you said that 120 percent before and then i was at 90 percent. like i just couldn't get that and matt stepped it up and anyway i get a good start i i get to the lead i pass his brother jake i get to the lead i get like a 15 second gap next minute ryan's putting like 10 like matt's coming you know matt passes me and I was just like, because we had some issues like mm. along the way. And uh, I remember it's just this big sweeper into one rut. And there's a single. <laughs> and he's passed me clean. And I've he's just gone like straight fat line. I've just held the thing wide. I pretty much closed my eyes almost. Like I just didn't <laughs> shut off. Aim for that inside and just folded both of us. Like he went into the corner and I just T-boned him so hard. And we both crashed and I picked it up and he just looks at me and just gives me the finger <laughs> and just rides off. And I just, when I get angry, I can't ride. Like I'm a real relaxed wheelie things hop. Like, you know, when I get bulldoggy, I smash into things and lose speed and, and whatever. So I'm pretty much bending these handlebars into my lap trying to catch this too. Cause I just wanted to beat him so bad. And um, he gave me the finger so and he just kept gapping me gapping me and went over the finish line so he's up. like the exact opposite so him and chad are the same chad's yeah. the kind of guy that rides better when he's pulling the handlebars yeah. into his lap mossy is the exact same yeah. bro like you'd almost like on jdr like we'd almost fuck with him yeah <laughs> to the point where like he gets super super mad because like he's just that guy like Keisha was the same yeah you know like there's some dudes that you've got to get yeah. angry and you're the exact no, you're you like, just got to be like you've got to be laughing under your helmet yeah. to go fast yeah oh you just got to be like oh I don't reckon you'd win this race you know like and I'll be like what do you reckon and I'll be like I'll show you like yeah. I need that sort of stuff I don't need like you don't need to be angry like, yeah because yeah. when I fire up and get that feeling in my gut like I want to punch someone yeah i'll hit the gate like it just doesn't work for me yeah. and those corners i'll push them off the track yeah well, like it doesn't work the big burn blast yeah <laughs> we, we know hey and that's when i'm having fun <laughs> <We know. laughs> i'm smiling you should see when i'm angry <laughs> but anyway i pull into ryan and ryan's like oh good race mate and i was like man he just walked away from me like whatever matt turns around to me and he's just like blah 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 do that again i'm gonna punch your face in and i just like straight off me bike let's go like <laughs> and he's like and then like sort of started a thing and anyway we're back at the truck next minute him and jake come walking over and and i was like oh yeah i just walked straight over there and i was like what do you want and he's like nah man like we're way better than everyone i don't want i don't want this sort of stuff like just clean racing and i was like man don't hole shot because i'm gonna snap my forks off like <laughs> we had like a thing going like that you know the thing with mossy too is like it was it was always about the money yeah with him like and I don't mean it as like that's the only reason he raced but when he was leading the championship like him coming to you in that moment and saying like let's just not mess with each other anymore that's because he just doesn't want to lose money yeah like he he was so like 
gnarly about winning and getting paid, which like I think writers should be. Yeah. But it's it's funny, like because in that moment you would have just been like, "Fuck the points." That let's take oh, yeah. all that. Let's take all this shit away. Like let's just go. Yeah, I never. I just get fired up. Like you know, it takes me a long time to fire up. Like most people will, but um, you know. Then when I get fired up, I just want to bash everyone. Yeah. Like, well, that person. And like, so what happened in the next moto? So that was the end of the day. Yeah, but like the next time, did it? No, nah, then we cool went to Coolum and, and Jake was, I was racing Jake the whole time, like, because it's for championship. He was protecting Matt. And yeah. We were hitting each other off the track and stuff. And No shit, eh? Yeah, it was like, I think they had a thing with um, Josh Hill in Supercross. Um, when they did it. Josh one, Hill yeah. rode for DPH, I think jake took him out or something or yeah but that's got to be expected like see for me i'm like as a racer i'm like well of course that's gonna happen like i experienced it and that's fine i just wasn't good enough i was like i said i put myself in that position i injured myself yeah but like with them and it's like i don't know how like i don't really know much about the situation but like they've both been done for performance enhancing drugs which like you look at other sports like they took lance armstrong's medals away yeah you know like does it is that have you ever thought about that like you like is it a piss off that they could have been cheating then too but didn't get caught and then that cost you a championship or do you just still think you lost a championship yeah yeah but i also put myself in that position um and because that is kind of gnarly really like it's not something that really gets talked about that much but it's like fuck like that's there's dudes in the um like dudes in the ufc where like tj dillashaw he just got done and he beat this dude cody garbrandt twice who was the champ so like he knocked out the champ to get the belt and then he tested for epo and like it's just like fuck that dude's career because like there's head injuries and shit involved Mm. so he got two bad head injuries from this dude that was on epo yeah it's like it's a it's pretty gnarly when that shit gets involved yeah and again i'm not saying like i don't know the they obviously have said they didn't take anything but they got tested and whatever yeah so but it's just like it's not really talked about yeah it's a hard one in our sport because um especially here in australia i laugh because i'm like these dudes are getting four-year bans and how much advantage are they getting like i mean like seriously like you know like jill's been a big part of my training this year and uh and i've got my trainer jarrah breeze as well and we write programs up you know jarrah's been my trainer since 2009 and it hasn't it just hasn't been perfect like his side's perfect but you know it's always like oh it's got to be flexible because you might go testing this day and blah blah, blah mm. so you got to work around it and you don't know when you're going to be tired either yeah because you you can't really push through like there is a point where if you're like legitimately tired and you know deep down that it's from training hard like yeah. you do have to listen to your body too and it yeah. might not rest might not be on the program yeah yeah but in saying that you know i would get to a point where it's like okay gym session but like nailing it and then then it would just start slipping a little bit like you know oh i'm not doing this this week like oh but i was i went riding and, and drove eight hours like this mm. and that but what was i doing nothing i didn't do any active recovery or you know anything to help this sort of stuff so this year is where we nailed it you know if i drove eight hours i was going for a recovery cycle so you, you know, just stayed fully committed this year oh this year was like everything was to a t and yeah. 
um, that's been my biggest thing is Jill in my corner, you know, before I walk out, I look on the board. Oh yeah, it's got the week. It's all planned out. Simple. Like I know what I got to do, you know, whereas when it's just in your head, like, mm. you know, you get a program stuff and it's flexible to where you work it. Half the time you don't do half of the stuff. Like, even though you think, man, I'm training my butt off and all this sort of stuff, but it's just not, it's just not done properly, like nailed. And that's what I, well, Jill executed this year really well with me because that's the person I am like um I kind of need structure and yeah and that side of it so what I'm getting to is like I'm like these dudes just these guys with no team behind them that are sneaking taking drugs and stuff you know as you know you've seen like Icarus and you've seen stuff about the Lance Armstrong thing yeah they inject drugs into them but what are they doing with those drugs yeah they've got trainers on them they're in laboratories they're doing vo2 max testing each month to make sure that they're making improvements and then if they're not they need to see why well that like, brian fogel dude like in icarus he took those drugs and actually got worse results yeah like he didn't even but do that better. was a bit mechanical and stuff yeah, but yeah. by the vo2 max and stuff he was he better. was better at, yeah he was fitter but that's like see when i was in europe when i went to but the that's TTC, what i'm saying is like you can't control that in motocross like you might be fitter but you can still have a mechanical, you can still have a crap, yeah. you know? So like to go with what you're saying is like, will you really, will it make you better? Like, is the risk worth it? Because you could be f- way fitter and way stronger, be winning motors by 30 seconds. But if you get a DNF at the first round and yeah. then a chain break at the second last round, you're out of the championship and you're at risk of yeah. getting popped for drugs. But like what I'm getting to is like, these guys are, they've taken some drugs that are illegal. Like, they get a four-year ban. So that's the risk. I don't have the balls to do that. I couldn't... There's no way in hell I could go to my dad and my mum and be like, you know what? I can't race for four years because I've been doing this. Mm. Like, you know... That'd crush me. I couldn't do it. I almost feel like crying now, you know? And, And the thing that is crazy for me is like, I look at it and I'm like, I haven't... I haven't ticked all my boxes, mm. you know? Like, I haven't done all this stuff to warrant doing drugs. Like, I'm not a good enough rider and athlete yet. Like, you look at swimmers, like their programs. You look at tennis players and you look at these dudes up against me. Like, their workload's way bigger and their, their structure and they've got a physio once a week. You know, they're getting Dude, massage. They're getting what did they- blah, blah, blah. I wish we could look it up. What LeBron James? Have you ever heard of the stat that LeBron James spends on himself every year? It's like something like three million dollars that he spends on full-time chefs, full-time physios, yeah. full-time like cryo float tanks, ice bars, masseuses. Yeah. Like there's some. It's in the millions of dollars that he yep. spends just on himself a year. LeBron, yeah. like that is crazy. crazy. Could you imagine that? Like, if, yeah. can you just? Could you imagine that having the recent, like if someone come to you and they're like, look, we're not going to give you money, but here's a credit card and you can spend it on whatever you want if it's to do with you getting physically fitter. Can you, yeah, but that would be gnarly. That's, that was my experience pretty much at Red Bull DTC in Austria. You really? know, I broke my leg. I was, I think I went there at the four week mark, like broken tib fib, I'm on crutches, blah, blah, blah. And then I walk in, Todd Waters on the, on the thing okay you've got laboratory so you get blood tested uh to make sure you're recovered your ck levels up and then you go so before you go you do like a week testing mm. so you on motocross rider we do like a, it's like vo2 max like it's like a max test 
they take your blood to see they do heart rate and lactic acid so to see how like what your threshold is yeah so you go running one day then you go rowing one day then you go cycling one day and then the next day is a strength like yeah and then they have physio as well so at this facility i'd walk in i was there for 10 weeks at one stage walk in go to laboratory yep ck is good okay go through to michael to the training i do like a 90 minute cycle yeah then i'd go to the to the physio and we'd be doing physio stuff like physios aren't just lay down and give you a massage like yeah people think. like you know physio i've never worked so hard like balancing on my leg you know because when you're doing a tib fib like all your muscles go that hold your arch up yeah. in your foot and this and that so my feet were like one was it like so is it, when you've got an arch in your foot is that held there by muscles like is that yep. muscles holding it like that yeah so, so what happens does a does that like collapse and then your foot just goes flat if it if those yeah, muscles basically get but as you can imagine you like this one's held up with the muscles and then this one's gone flat so then it's putting imbalance on everything every like your hips your knees everything yeah, yeah. so then all of a sudden when you run you start flicking your toe around and yeah. like just crazy stuff going on so the most valuable thing for me was the physio like and like this facility like you're going on a like you go to the physio and she's doing like insane she had maria she had this stick and like where the muscle where the break was in my leg the muscle sort of um like calcifies in a way like it it gets angry because it's trying to go it's over calcified the bone yeah yeah so the muscles got big lumps so she's just in i'm crying man i'm just like I like hate. she's trying to like break that scar tissue. Yeah. Oh, the, what the, they call that fascia. When yeah. That, yeah, fascia, yeah. So we're doing that stuff and just the wildest stuff. You go on like a treadmill and it's weighted and it shows how much weight you're putting through everything when you walk and run. And, and then you go from that to then doing exercises, strengthening your glutes because that's why this is doing this and blah, blah, blah. Like, so it was insane. So I went from that experience to then being like, what have I been doing? Mm. You know, like dudes... You know, when I sort of turn pro, guys are like, man, we don't get paid enough for what we do. We put the out, this and that. And at that stage, I was like, you're kidding. I'm getting paid six bucks an hour, putting cupboards together, putting some kitchen in some dude's house, you know, as a cabinet maker apprentice. Mm. Like, And trying to do this shit on the weekend. Like, I'm doing that. And then I can't wait to get there on the weekend. Like four o'clock i'm going riding i'm going riding like you know and then i get there and these dudes are like oh like i'm like far out so i've got that in the back of my head mm. as my career and so then then i've gone to then have that experience at red bull and i'm like these dudes are going on how hard they work and stuff i work harder than everyone else and i ain't doing it properly you know there's so m- and now you just type in google and you can find every single thing you want mm and so there's like i'm saying with the drug thing there's so much that i can do before i need to go down that avenue and let's say i went down that avenue now i don't have the resources to get the advantage out of it mm. like what's it gonna do we're talking codrill cold and flu i could take a codrill cold and flu tablet and get a band for it what's that give you like mm. how's that going to make you win on the weekend well i don't think that's the shit people are taking for yeah, performance but how good do you think like you know yeah i don't think that these drugs are that great but they could probably get you the well, it's sort of what you're saying though is like you don't have to put in all the effort 
like the effort that you put in naturally working as hard as you do some guy could maybe work say 70 percent as hard as what you do yeah but be as fit as you are yeah but are they doing it well that's what i'm oh, I that's don't, what i that's don't know what but, it, but people, it's like people who are taking the drugs don't want to do the work they find an easy way yeah out. yeah yeah so when they take the drugs are they working as hard as me because if if they were then they'd get the proper advantages exactly, and i wouldn't yeah. be able to compete would i yeah yeah but that's what so that's what i mean is like you know you look back at a season where you only lose by a few points and then you find out a couple years later that dude gets a four-year ban or whatever yeah and, and i like matt like there's it's not like i'm having a go at him but it's yeah. just to play that devil's advocate for the sake of the conversation is like yeah. what's it you know what's it like to to only just miss out on a championship to a guy that you know down the track you're like fuck was he doing that then to beat like yeah 2019 was my first championship like yeah. fuck mate maybe did i win one in what year was that 2012 yeah, 13. 13 did yeah. i win a championship in 2013 yeah mate, i don't know maybe yeah hey but, oh the thought goes through your head like and, that, I and had you know that. that's all i'm saying is like but, when, when that shit goes down you're like well have i already won one of these yeah but when it happened like you know when i look back on it now i'm like i've had a great career you know there's halted for four years yeah um you know when you do bad things bad things happen and and i just I didn't chuck a tanny. I didn't go to court. I didn't do anything. You know, I just was like, yep, no dramas. And all of a sudden I've got a ride in Europe and yeah, had a yeah. I took a different path. Um, so that's, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's probably a difficult thing to swallow. But for me, I just, I just, I've always been good like that. I crash. Yeah. Like if I don't make the triple and I crash. And you're not holding on to shit. Yeah. I just go around hit. I forget things really quick. Yeah. Like I've, being sort of programmed to do that so you don't get scared and i guess i'm the same with that like i'm just like whatever he beat me like that sucks ass but let's get the next one yeah i'll just do it again so then 14 you went to europe for the first time yeah so that happened with husvana at um robbie t got me that deal and so we raced the motocross with battling with matt and then that next week rob tyro and i flew over to europe i tested with ice one um for a couple of days uh for a couple of weeks sorry and then we raced the nations and then they wanted me to get my collarbone played out so i flew back got that out then i flew back over again tested the 350 up against the 450 um with tyler adray for two weeks then they flew me back for christmas and then i flew back over straight away um over new year's eve we flew and then straight to um spain and we did two weeks testing there flew back to belgium for a week and then flew back down um, and did the three rounds Italian championship straight into Qatar. Um, so that's like a, whatever it is, 15 hour flight. And then to Thailand, GP, and then back to Europe, raced um, Arco. And uh, yeah, I was currently sixth in the world championship. That's um, crazy, eh? Yeah, like, oh, and then we went to Brazil after Arco. And yeah, I battled with Paul Arn the whole time. I was fourth, man, the whole race. And on the last lap, I got caught behind a lapper and he passed me and but yeah it was just like i don't know i was i was done by then mm. like come from like that's what people don't that's realize. a hectic schedule eh? like we went to we went to tracks and i was just like i remember in thailand and that was hot eh? yeah really hot but i was like there's a tabletop right and then a big roller and you scrub the roller and then so you got on the sad day you got 
it's a big weekend. Friday, you go, you sign on, do all your stuff. Saturday, you ride. So you do 30-minute practice, then you come in. And then you do 30-minute qualifying session, and then you come in, then you got 25-minute race. No points scored yet. So that's like doing one race here, like around here. Mm. Tracks are way, way rougher, way everything. Way faster, people. Bigger crowds, so nerves are there so that's taking energy so anyway i go out and practice and then i come in and some old mates jumped from the tabletop to the single and i was like was it pizzuti (laughs) (laughs) and i was like what can you do that like honestly go tell him it's not allowed is this for real like they need to say you can't jump that under the first lap like they do in australia (laughs) yeah yeah true (laughs) no but like come from here where they're like all the rules and regulations like can't have doubles can't this blah 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 whatever okay. i'm not chucking off yeah you know i'm done with all that stuff like i really enjoy racing here and stuff but i'm just saying my experience i get there and it was that handicapped you it bit. was something like 40 40 something meters like i'm talking i'm talking huge like it didn't even i didn't even walk the track and go oh imagine if someone jumped this mm. like that's big then when you yeah, don't even like it was yeah. ridiculous so in our qualifying like session foot, 40 meters yeah in the qualifying session i'm riding around the whole time trying to size this thing up and then i just went i just looked i just remember looking down i was doing a slow lap and i just looked down i was like you're on factory husvana man like one of the biggest teams in the world you will jump this next lap <laughs> like there's no question you know so I just went around, I clicked as many gears I could and just held that thing wedged and just made it. Fuck. Like it was like this big long straight and then you wheelied over the single and just everything on the 450. And was everyone doing it? Nah. So then like, well, I think I followed Tommy Searle because we were all doing the same thing. And I just sort of followed him over it, jumped it. I went through the berm and then that was that. So every lap I was just scared as... In the race, Tommy Searle's bike stopped over it. Oh, and I was like, that's... That's no why good. we shouldn't like, do this jump that dead, beast, this yeah. dude. Like, And so there's... they were, That was my experience racing World Championship. Like, I mean, in general, um, when I raced the Nations at Torch and Tell, I walked around the track and I'm just like, these, these are huge. The up ramps on the finish line, like, everything is just massive, you know? And I'm... It was no drama. It's like, you do it, but it puts... The, the wind up you like you're like yeah but then dudes like hurlings aren't even looking no, at it as it, it's not even a thing that enters yeah, their brain like they just they like, don't care yeah because they've done it forever yep. like it's their 10th year racing gps and done that track so they're just worried about hitting the corners fast and i'm going around going her up straight jumping these things going how big well that's is like dude you'd go to tracks like when we'd go shoot roxon yeah like we'd go shoot him at every every moto track whatever like it, or even like Stuart's house, dude. Like I remember when Mossy rode at Stuart's mm. house. He was we were standing on the balcony, like of the Big James's shed. He's got like this balcony up there, and you can like see everything. And Matt was just like, "Dude, fuck this!" Yeah, and he Matt is awesome at jumping. Yeah, he don't care. Nah, and he was sitting there like he ended up jumping everything easy because yeah, yeah. they're easy jumps to jump. But he was like. I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And yeah. then Malcolm's standing there like, what are you talking about? Yeah. This is, these are the easiest. He's like, I'd rather hit these jumps than any other jumps yeah. that you could ever hit. He's like, all you do is just hold it wide open yeah. out of every turn. 
and they're like perfect like they're made for the yeah. they're just made for like holding it wide open yeah and then he ended up like basically first lap jumping everything but he yeah. followed malcolm just and you just hear him just ha da 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 like he was sending it but like but then you go with ken like i remember we went to fuck what was the track oh it was like this really cool outdoor track that we were filming him at and there was like massive jumps like you couldn't really gauge him either mm. like you know you're not like jumping a little bit yeah. and look like just to even see he just knew how like he just knew what to do yeah everything first lap boah, massive whips yeah every not even a question and i'm looking like dude we're gonna be here for ages just until he like figures a track out same thing as glamis when we shot yep. that fox thing in the sand dunes bro he just sent everything yeah and it's like that's the difference yeah. when guys grow up doing but that the, shit the different like you know like twitch and tell is it gets ruddy and pretty gnarly in practice it's wet ruddy like it's gnarly and there's this triple up the hill that you send up the hill and then it just turns straight away like you're just mm, on the brakes yeah, turn to make the inside and then i'll just i just remember it's just like just sky you know and it's a triple down the hill Mm. and i'm walking the track going how fast you this but what if i don't make it <laughs> yeah no hang on what if i over jump the thing like you know it's a it's a proper jump and i just couldn't i it really couldn't get my head around doing this stuff like you just fell out of your depth yeah, with everything massive. that you yeah and um bulgaria was another one like jill was there with me and i come in after practice and i was just like are people jumping that triple down the hill like a bulk area because it was just deep ruts you could see the foot yeah. pegs like that's scary man like at Coolum, people are saying like oh man that little double little ruts up i'm like are you kidding yeah the jump is like a 65 jump i'm like in europe it gets a bump in the middle because they wheelie onto it and they're jumping a hundred foot yeah like lawson bopping said to me when remember when we raced lommel and he's like the nations and he's like remember that massive quad down the back and I was like, do I ever, every yeah. lap, just yeah. go on. Every lap when I'd land, I'd go, oh, I made it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so anyway, I was like, are people jumping that? Jill's like, yeah, 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 they're jumping it. So anyway, I was sixth in the world championship at that stage and I'd never been to these tracks, you know, so I didn't know, like, we're in Bulgaria. They give me a, a card, like, auntie gives me a card that, I, I'm a flag marshal for the FIM motocross, like that I work for them because it's so corrupt, the policemen, that they pull you over and uh, want to steal yeah. your stuff because they reckon that, oh, you cross the white line, 500 euro, we take you to the bank. You know, so going in the countries like this, racing a bike, and she's telling me that some dude's jumping a 30-meter triple down the hill with ruts up it. I remember going around the qualifying race and he passed me and he, like, I'm just hitting these things pretty much wheeling off it because i'm scared that mm, yeah, the foot pig's gonna, gonna hit. hit and he scrubs it and i'm like this is unbelievable how do you scrub when there's straight line ruts going down this triple like when i when i raced the world championship first time i was just like these these are men like you know like my old man always talked about like oh jeff release and that like they rode the 500 like they were men like, yeah you know like <laughs> dad's always said that like and i've always sort of like hard you know yeah joel smets and these guys like they're men you know you see these dudes when i got over there, i was like no kidding like ride for two days like i can't 
Well, that's like when Townley come back, on. bro. When Townley come back, like when we were on speakerphone to him the other day, and he's talking about Conondale, like, yeah, he that's a fucking man riding that yeah. bike, and he just makes everybody else look like boys. Yeah. And yeah, hey, that was me. Yeah, yeah, that's 2012. What I mean. yeah. Like I raced. Do you remember for that Jay's? race? Yeah. So I got second that day to Ben, and so Josh and I, Coppins, were having a hell battle. Like we're just going for it. Billy McKenzie was in there as well. I raced with Billy one race, and I remember last race it might have been, and I passed Josh, and he like got Drunks Hill, and it goes all the way up. It's like it's forty odd seconds or more that mm. side of the track. Yeah, and I'm just. I can't, I didn't even look at a pit board. I didn't, because I'm just battling hard with Josh. And I go over that drunk hill jump and Townley's coming back this way. And I've gone like, what? That can't be Townley, you know? it. I come over the finish line and I felt like fist pumping that I won. He yeah. was, <laughs> I think, I don't know exactly how far he beat us by, but like I talk to him about it now. I'm just like, man, that was just insane. You're lucky I was only a kid, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, he said no, the other day that was the best he's ever felt yeah. on a motorcycle in his yeah. entire life. How crazy is that? that yeah, like, but he had no competition. He was just racing a kid. Yeah, true. Oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> but like, can you imagine all those years he battled Villapoto, yeah. all that, that, that shit that he did in his career and yeah. like that one day at Conondale was like his... yeah. It's not like how do you yep. even have a memory of like that, you know? Yeah, but I, it still is strange to me because after racing Europe, like I I know why Jeffrey ten seconds quicker or whatever, because the track is like just insane and and by the time you come to the actual race that counts to get tenth, you cooked. I'm like, you know, I'm sitting down coming out of corners and stuff. Like yeah. obviously when I was there and I was doing on the program, I got on onto it and I was you know the two day events were fine, but at the start that's you know that's how it is and i just think i'm like like i look back and i'm like you know all these experiences all these things like i stood on the podium at in the mx1 class like 10th ever gp in in my life you know i'd never been to these tracks before never Mm. raced that track and we got 10th we got a podium i remember standing up there i didn't feel emotional i didn't feel nothing i walked up on there and I looked over at Strybos and I can't remember who won that round. And I was just like, oh, Fevra. And I was like, I'm going to win one of these. I didn't think like, I didn't think like, didn't be like, yeah, this is, I was just like, I'm going to win this. Because I was like, how, how can this be possible? How can I do this? Like, I was like, I've never been in this track for one. Like, it's, I've only raced 10 GPs like in my life like and when you felt so far out of your league yeah like i'm just like like imagine if i feel good here one day oh imagine if i'm just charging through fit like you know like where i should be feeling kind of thing yeah and that like going fast forward and like that's what was special about this championship like you know i've had these races i've had these things and and every athlete can sort of say it and i used to say it to jill because you know she's your partner and well, the one person everything. but they're the one person that you just tell everything to yeah, sort of thing yeah. said to her a hundred times I'm like I I love seeing like the Olympics and stuff and these sports where people are crying like it really means something to me like I, I see them and I'm like that's so special I've never I've never had any emotion like you know as a rider I worked hard this year 
to enjoy my wins. Like you'll see me going over the finish line, like enjoying it. Yeah. As a kid, I'd win a race. Like, you know, I'd win my first national and I'd ride over going, huh, just won. Yeah. Like it didn't fit. Like I trained hard and I expected it. Why do you it. reckon that was? But just because you expected it. Yeah, I expected like, I expected to win. And when I didn't, I worked harder. Like that's how it worked. When I didn't win, I was hungry. It, it annoyed me and I was angry about it. And then when I won, I was like, that's how it should be. You know, like yeah, I work yeah. for this. Like, you know, I go to the tracks and when I see Mossy doing like breaking the track up and doing sprints and that, next day I'm doing that, you know, because that's why. That's why he's beating me. Like I was like that as a kid all the time. Like why, why? Like how come? Like so when this year I worked on, you know, because we had, we'd have the red plate, lose it, red, like, it kind of is a it was a strange championship like i i won the first round and then at one thaggy we broke a subframe and and dnf'd you know that's championship gone i was just like especially with the weird points with the 35 points yeah and i was like like second race i'm done like i've had a dnf that's i went out and won the last race that day but a dnf i was like so then we've been catching points up. Then we caught the points up and I was back in the hunt and I was like, this is awesome. And then like I made some mistakes like at Maitland, like I wanted to win the last five rounds and I, I won the four out of the five and Maitland, I was just, yeah. I was but so you were worried about myself. going to that track. Yeah. I feel I just, like that was kind of in your head a little bit. Yeah, it was like, and anyway. Even Steve was talking about like there was some stuff that he didn't think was going to be good there. Yeah. And that's... Um, Would you do that different now? Do you reckon, like, because it it was... Like, you guys were worried about it. Like, do you reckon that maybe you were so worried about it that you made the things that you were worried about happen in a way? Yeah, I don't or know. Or do you think it was out of your control no, like, sort of stuff? The thing that disappointed me was, like, concrete start, you know? I went and got concrete from Bunnings, like, these blocks. I took them everywhere with me. I did so many concrete starts. I was like... Because that track is like a Supergrass track. Like, it's all it's pretty much start you got to be in top three kind of thing yeah well the first one i tried to get because it's like rough concrete then it goes to smooth and i tried to get my wheel on the rough stuff and i hit the gate mm. in the first race so i was pretty much last and i come and then i'll make crash in the first turn i get tangled up with him so i come from last like and it was just like one of those weekends my starts weren't there i don't think there's a bump on the track like mm. yeah it's just a difficult weekend and that was yeah that disappointed me i didn't put myself in the position to to get results um but yeah you know when i won i made sure that i was like like it come from my heart like you mm. know none no more of this bullshit where i just ride over the finish line just like oh yeah mad like i want it to to feel something you know what made you change that though like or how um, did you even let yourself feel that more well jill's good with that stuff you know like she's big on being in the moment like she's always saying to me like you she know, did not want to be in the moment on su sunday with the last <laughs> start she was out of that moment <laughs> she was like i'm done fuck this i don't want to watch but you know <laughs> Could you hear her banging on yeah that, on the, yeah because yeah, she was sick. telling me and everything yeah. yeah no it was awesome but like she's big on she's good with my head like like appreciating things and and stuff like that like you don't she says like like when i win around for granted but when i win around naturally sunday go to the podium like yeah mad like good battle and stuff 
Monday, I'm ready to train. Mm. Like, I've forgotten about all that. It's done. Like, and people are like, oh, awesome, you got to win. I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. Like, I did these corner shit. Like, I need to get better. I'm, this week, I'm going to be better, you know? You know, that yeah. I never you know what? That's like feel a, it. There's a bit of, I feel like that's just a bit of an Aussie thing. And especially like where we come from too. Yeah. Like your dad's a hard working dude. He's yeah. very humble guy. Like your granddad's a hard working, humble guy. Like yeah. there's no one's ever really, especially that was around you as a kid is like pumping anyone's tires up. And like, I felt like the same thing mm. growing up and I f- would feel the same thing when like a video came out, like when dream yeah. ride come out that was massive like it got yeah. over a million views but like i i've felt the same thing of like now even with the podcast i'm like oh yeah it's not that good you know yeah i i think that's a part a bit of a cultural thing about being like a a male mm. you know especially coming from like a real male family yeah like you know there's maybe some kids that live in cities and stuff like that where their their parents have different kind of jobs and they're, it's a they're in different environments and that you know i don't know i just i could see just like the way that you grew up would have an impact on that kind of like stoicism where it's like yep cool just got to work hard because you're from a hard working place yeah and i like that's something there's something good in that too though yeah 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 it makes who i am and but you know that's where jill's and you don't have to brag or anything like that but but you can enjoy the moment yeah you can give yourself permission to like take it in at that time well you know be like be like like did it you know like you know whether it like just feel something because i never feel anything like win a race and my mentality straight away is like man that last lap like i should have had my feet on the pegs or you know i never go over the finish line just like yes like you know and i remember watching when i was a kid a european thing and billy mckenzie he um he used to he won every race that was in japan and uh yeah that's right yeah and it's funny because then we crossed paths and raced each other and i know billy quite well now and billy's a very intelligent guy like he's you know you can just when you talk to him yeah he's a different cat too yeah like the way he thinks about stuff is very yeah, yeah. different but even like the, good way. even like the motorbike like i've heard him say he's just like you know man like and he just focus and he's just like like i just need to get off my brakes and like you know he really analyzes stuff and i yeah. respect that because i'm a bit like that as well um and anyway when i was i was like a 14 year old kid and billy that interviewing everyone and billy mckenzie come on and he's just like talking about like the school teachers giving him a hard time and stuff like like he said i want to be mxgp champion one day and they were just like laughing sort of thing and um and anyway he won the gp there and they show i get goosebumps now thinking of it, it really stuck with me like it's got beautiful like ruddy track clay and it shows billy stand at top of this hill with all the crowd like just stand there like this like Mm. with his bike laid over and um and he says like in his interview he was like i just won that race and i just went up and he he's like i was just like yes like you know like enjoyed it and that stuck with me i've just been like man that's just gives me goosebumps a good Mm. feeling and i'm amped for him like that you know because i've never had that I've never gone over the finish line just being like, mm. you know, I've never, I've always just that slipped by. And I look back at my career now and I'm like, that sucks. You know, when I've had good times, like getting a podium, first ever podium, I'm thinking like, I'm going to win, man. Like, and there's no reason why I couldn't, 
you know like yeah. there's a fair there's a fair call you know why we got four podium i mean four top fives that year we got a podium like there could be a chance where something could happen i could get a second or you know yeah you go two three and wins the overall could happen someone injure himself or whatever but the point that jill says is like you didn't enjoy that and it might not ever come again mm. hasn't i never got another podium and you don't have I'll that never you have don't that. have that photo you don't have that memory no. of like standing on yeah. the po- yeah you just i never there, yeah. i just walked up yeah that's sick like got photos like whatever my mum and dad are crying i didn't cry with them like because i'm just like man i'm going back to train mm. when i when i succeed i it just amps me like i i have a hard time having monday off like so my trainer so jarrah and i had a deal this year that i was like he's like how are you feeling i'm like the fittest i've ever felt in my life like i said if if i win i'm like i'm gonna ride on mondays he's like nah you gotta recover like this and that and i was like i just want to be an animal like hurlings you know like and he's just we're arguing about it. he's like, okay i'll do your deal if you clean sweep it super pole both motos you can you can ride on monday so Gibbsy beats me in the last race at Gimpy and I was just like, well, we had this sort of thing going. I couldn't do it. Like just, and then at Coolum I did it and he's like, oh, well, you can ride tomorrow. You can ride on Sunday. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that doesn't count. I do it on Sunday. He's like, yep, we're going to track on Monday. I was like, nah, I'm going to go surfing. Dobson beat you in Super Bowl, <laughs> but on Saturday, right? Qualifying. No, no, I won both. Did, oh, qualifying, qualifying. But yeah, Super Bowl. Oh, but Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah right so that's crazy eh? yeah well you did get to ride sunday yeah but yeah so pretty much this year well did you enjoy that feeling when you did win this year yeah so that's what i've been working on i go over the finish line and i'm just like i get this feeling in my gut now you know and i put it on a bit yeah but yeah that's what i was gonna say like are you just letting yourself feel that real emotion or are you like putting it on to try and like train yourself to? yeah so i gotta put it on you know like like gimpy and these races like round six i was like yeah like you know and it kind of comes you know yeah. and you're like shit yeah and jill run like jill gets amped um and that's sort of what we were working on getting more into it yeah well it's and just, it made it, it more enjoyable it's like being um, grateful for the yeah. for it too you know yeah and then like coming to cool them like because i'd done that a few times like i was like imagine like you know because i'm just i don't ever build the trophy cabinet before i went yeah know? like i'm just like man matt it'd be so sick if i could clench this like and i just focused on my racing and then the last race sort of come and thinking about it, i started like getting tear, teary feeling like when you're watching a movie i was like how sick's this you yeah. know like because for me that's not me like i don't get that and i was that's been my sort of i wanted that one day like yeah people work so hard for like four years for an olympics and they win it and they cry you know like yeah and that's not an easy thing and you know as big as the goal is or as small as the goal is i don't really give a crap to tell you the truth but that time like i could reflect on trying to get this championship like we explained it's been it started back years ago like the 450 championship when i was 18 you know that's 10 years ago i've been trying to get this and i've had almost you know when i come back from europe i didn't have the red plate those two years before i left last year but every year up until then i've had the red plate pretty much like at some point and 
so it's you know it was a pretty pretty cool thing like i i was holding back i was just i was like i'm gonna win this last race yeah i wondered what you like i wondered what game you were gonna play because like you probably didn't need to do no like we had a big we almost had a round almost had a race um i i had a feeling like because i stood up there with jill up at the little mx store booth that they had and um yeah i was just like dude he's just gonna he'll win this moto like you'd already won everything like you yeah you'd you'd have to just feel like as soon as you got into race mode like you were just gonna go i was i was fucking tripping and i was standing it was funny i was just jill she uh we're standing there and i was like i just i said i was like i've known this cunt since he was 10 yeah and he's what like he has not done like this is the one thing he's not done yeah and jill was like seriously shut up like don't <laughs> say that. i'm like no but like uh, but and i was like no nah, like this is awesome like yeah this is the moment that he's wanted like this yeah. is his chance like he can do this yeah and then dude when you come around the start and you basically got the whole shot i've that's when i had tears in my eyes because yeah. i was like that's what i was worried about i was like if he i just yeah. i felt like if you got through the first turn and you had the whole shot it's so automatic yeah like you you just going into that mode like yeah it'd be hard it'd, i feel like it'd be harder for you to not go on autopilot than it would like it'd be harder for you to let shit get into your head when yeah. you're riding than not yeah so like that's when i just got like the biggest wave of emotion was when you got the whole shot and jill was banging on the thing and i was yeah. like he's gonna fucking do it yeah. like he actually is gonna do this and then yeah then i was even looking on the lap times to see like how many people you'd lapped because even once you get like 70 percent of the race done if you'd lapped enough people even if your chain snapped or something crazy like you still would have won the championship because of like you'd led so many laps and you'd lapped dudes yeah so i was like and i said to jill i was like i feel like he's already won like even <laughs> if the bike fucking explodes like he's already won yeah. the cheese was just like don't say that like just let yeah. him let let's do the thing <laughs> and then i just i had to walk off i was like i'm out i'm gonna walk down to the podium <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm fucking done with this shit but yeah. like you could just see like you're clicking off the laps and like you did what i thought you'd do mm. with being so on that weekend is like get the whole shot and just win the race but like dude i knew you were shitting yourself the whole week before cool and me even yeah. like you, yeah like you can't you can't like not be nervous for yeah, something that normal. you've worked so long for yeah and people are like oh man like you're quiet is everything and i'm just like bro are you serious <laughs> like i close my eyes at night and it's just like rah, 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 like yeah like oh man don't do that like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you're just forever all night opening your eyes like this going oh man don't did you sleep there. those two nights very well on that hey so i've been listening to coach rob's stuff oh have you yeah Fuck, so he's a lord, i listen eh? to your podcast yeah. and wardy wardy got me onto it as well oh right mike ward's been listening to it flat out which one coach rob stuff yeah like his own podcast he listens to all your stuff oh, but he yeah. listened to coach rob yeah he your does one, his, yeah okay and then listen to the rest of them uh, and i got onto it and you know how he talks i don't know in your one if he talks about um sleep like yeah we were talking about have. yeah we were talking but anyway about i went on to his podcast and i listened to him when i was going riding yeah and he talks a lot about sleep and he's like you well, know it's the only time your body can produce yeah but he's like um t- uh, the deep sleep yeah and he's like your garmin heart rate and i have a garmin watch um that i use and 
so i've gone on the app and he's like so you need you should be getting like five hours deep sleep and then like you should be getting like eight hours of sleep but should be getting five hours deep and it tells you like when you're awake and yeah. like rem sleep and stuff i look at mine 59 minutes man <laughs> like four weeks ago really like and i'm just like well that that's crap that must be why i'm not feeling good you yeah, know? yeah yeah i'll i'll get it this this night Tonight, wake I'm up gonna do it an hour and two minutes and i'm just like what so and that's average for me like an hour and i'm just like so oh, how much are you sleeping overall like eight hours but you were only getting like an hour of good yeah sleep, of like the of the deep sleep. deep sleep like so there's three categories yeah and i'm so i was just like at first i'm getting motivated to sleep you know so i'm just i was fully sleeping <laughs> so much after that podcast too, no I'm but i lie. mean like i'm have because i've cups of tea like that night i'm Cutting like having out. um no i'm having like chamomile tea like your sleepy uh, tea oh, yeah. yep this is awesome like an hour and 10 minutes and like it was just average about an hour and just about hour and 20 so what's your best so far so that was just normal and then i was just like oh that's me that's just must be what i do yeah um the night so you i raised, messaged me and i would have given you his number and he could have like we could have got him to talk to you about it yeah but he'd tell you ran, like he'd know random shit you could try yeah i did chamomile did it, yeah but they got you 10 minutes more bro yeah well it's an improvement eh i just got to drink two now so what did you just get to did up. you get it sorted no nah, so i just left it i was like whatever nice, like just i'll shit. just train harder yeah and um i feel like i'm sleeping good i feel normal um so then anyway I wonder if there's something better that you can get than that garment like maybe it's just not no nah. like I, I know with mine sorry todd the, yeah. it's between 45 minutes and an hour and a quarter a night really that's yeah right. that's the best yeah well that's me who's got that watch i want to try it because i need to i, I, need I got to one see. but you can't use it i'm gonna steal it then <laughs> that's <laughs> i'm gonna choke you bro you don't have to race next week <laughs> let's roll eh? <laughs> oh you get fucked up you got fucked up last time <laughs> oh man i've been training <laughs> yeah no, not, not like this <laughs> not for this bro uh, so no, anyway, but so anyway sleep, so yeah. I race Saturday, right? Yeah. And then Sunday night, so I wake up. I mean, I wake up Sunday and I, I just look at it. Oh, yeah. I wonder how much I got. I got like two two hours, like two hours and forty minutes. Really? Smashed it, like double what I normally get. And I was just like, "Yep, I'm on, man." Like normally, uh, uh, race like after I've raced that night, I sleep nothing, like because I'm really? so amped up and yeah, my so much brain's adrenaline and shit. Like going through like why'd you take that line like you should have like wheelied this or it's just natural yeah. like i've done it my whole life so that was i was amped about that and that's so funny and that's so random sunday i just felt good like not really nervous like well, and you I were just, cold at one point oh yeah after that ice bath <laughs> <laughs> we woke up the time like how you going like, i'm real cold <laughs> just kept walking. i was like oh, well, I, <laughs> I was frozen man. <laughs> but yeah so sunday i was I really wanted to win that last race because I was like, it kind of annoys me when crew are going for a championship and then they're like, oh yeah, I've got it wrapped up. I'll just get like a sixth or an eighth or whatever I have to do. Like, And it it just looks weird when crew are coming over the finish line and then some old mates just like, yeah, and everyone yeah, comes yeah, running yeah. over. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. I just was like, oh man, I want to win this last one. So yeah, we that was sort of my mindset um, to do that. and And like, I felt yeah I just felt good everything was working good and it was nice that last lap that I did I was pretty much I was tearing up man well, yeah you like, were like I was I was I was like man 
yeah, haven't finished yet, believe. bro. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was a pretty nice feeling. I've never had that in my life. You know, that's probably be special for me forever because that's like a turn and you remember things in your career like i explained like going with your reef and with uh with um with jay foreman and kdm there's like people you work with and stuff like that and you know yeah won the championship but it's more than winning a championship for me like it's um there's a lot of emotion in it and what's well, payback too like yeah. you it's this is a blood sport yeah like we're in a blood sport like you give your blood yeah. to just to do this. Like you, yeah. you pay to play, and what the the payout back is a championship. Yeah, that's and a four fifty championship. That's the goal for everybody. Yeah, like, and you know it's great to win a lights title, and it's definitely means something. But yeah. like you, you just no guy is gonna go through and like AC if AC like he's going to Cowie next year in the 450 and if he doesn't win this 250 championship but then he wins a 450 like he doesn't care (laughs) like you don't care if you get the 450 championship and it's like you give so much and like the 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 length of time that you've gone without winning yeah and the blood that you've had to pay just to rock up on that start line it's like you got you finally got paid yeah like you finally got paid for everything that you've put in yeah like that's why it means something yeah and it's a big thing like you've known me forever like i just like oh yeah sweet like kind of thing and i'm working hard man to just be like hell yeah you know i'm constantly telling myself like hell yeah not telling people or anything or walking with my chest out or anything i just am trying to teach myself to enjoy something like to stand back and look from the outside in kind of thing like remember stuff because like jill said might not ever happen again Mm. and my gp career didn't you know like at the time i was just at that present time i was like this is sick like i know how this works like i've done it in australia you know you win some race you get some results you get time on your belt you learn the tracks blah 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 like you know that's how it works Mm. and so at that time i was like there's many there's it's coming this is the first of many i just gotta and the work's not an issue for me i don't i don't win races and work less like a lot of riders do i win races and work more like it like now you know i'm just amped i'm walking around just amped you know like i've got so much energy that i'm just well i thought you would have been cruising this week and all you've done is fucking random shit <laughs> yeah. like, just go to bed bro like, like it's not like jill was talking about it um i slept like, in while you surfed the other day yeah <laughs> that's bad like it's funny like dean like dean ferris is you know sometimes i think we're mirror image like it's almost like racing myself sometimes it, it just is nuts i've spoken about it heaps before and then the day few years last few years he's destroyed me like you know i like when we come back from europe i won some races against him and that but he got the championship the next year i had nothing for him like we had some injuries and stuff you know this and that but he he won every race like you know he just destroyed it so and that killed you yeah like to, to know that he won every you know race. it was like it's a funny thing because at that point in time like i was like well you know i raced the first two rounds walking the track in a moon boot with broken foot and broken rib yeah and no acl you know like so i was kind of i was okay with it because i was like well some dude's got to win 
and I can't like it's like that but um you know it's it's kind of different because when Dean beats me it's like oh like he's training so hard that's what I feel is he the one is he the one dude like if somebody beats you is he the one that pisses you off the most when he beats you yeah like it's like a I don't know I have so much respect for him like as a racer you know like because you know as a dude running one 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 with his helmet on I'm just like like he's worked so hard I love his work ethic everything around that and so when he beats me I'm just like it's like a feeling like I need to do more <laughs> like you just you he know gets he beat me you by like big like hard he work just yeah. he outworked yeah. you that time you know whereas I've raced dudes before that are just like so talented you know I remember I'm like I love Ty Simmons you know like we grew up racing juniors on KDM team together and young like running a mark like we had a ball you know and I'd go stay with Ty he's so good on Supercross and yeah he's one of the most talented riders yeah. I've ever seen unbelievable to watch and, and to race like him and I give each other a hug after the race you know like whether I won or he won like we just had such a good relationship and but it, when he beat you it was like you're it was like whatever he's this so fucking good like yeah it was but like, like you just knew it was like the talent but I was happy for him to beat me like not like I was just like well I couldn't beat him you know yeah today he, he beat me it was never like a like damn you like it was like he was a brother you know but that's I how think I that see Ty but I think though that like you would admit with Ty that like there's just some shit he can do on a bike like you're not you're never going to be able to do it yeah but that's terms what I of, had yeah like in terms of not necessarily speed but like he'll hit a jump he'll scrub something yeah. like there's some freak shit that that dude's capable of oh, that yeah. like you're not but yep. then there's so much stuff that you're capable of in the work sense and the determination sense and the heart sense that he never was capable of. Yeah. So I think it's different when guys like that beat you because it's like you kind of know deep down. But I think like you said with Dean, it's like you it's like you guys are as talented as each other. Yeah. And you work as hard as each other. And yeah. it, it's like you you guys are so even that if you beat him, you outworked him. If he yeah. beat you, he outworked yeah. you. And I think that's what... Or there's like, you know, team and like little bits and bike pieces. Bike setup or this but or that. I don't really think that. Like with Ty, I remember going out to Supercross and we're training. I get up in the morning, I go running every morning like, and I'm training and he's sleeping in and we go at the track, he's like two seconds quicker than me. Yeah. And I'm just like, that. that's why I love motocross because that don't happen. Like, you know, like I work and I get results, you know. Supercross, like, dudes are sleeping all day and well, look they're getting at, out and just kicking butt and I'm just like... Look at Wade, how talented make, that dude is yeah. on, a, on a Supercross track. It's but just like, like bullshit. would make me really angry and see... So that's what I respect about about Dean is I don't have that. When he beats me, I'm just like, what's he doing? Like, yeah, what is he doing that I'm not doing? Like, do I need to lose two kgs or like, you know... And that's what I love about racing him because whether it's here in Australia, when we're in Europe, like it was just like a full on, you know, no one ticked those boxes when Paul Arm beat me. I'd be like, oh man, like I nearly beat him, you know, kind of thing. Mm. But when Dean beats me, it's like, man, I need to lose some weight or like yeah. all these things like, like, am I not eating prop? Like, do, could I improve my eating or, 
this or that. Like I'm, it makes me really search like I'm gonna my whole text, program. I'm going to text Dean and see how much he sleeps a night in REM sleep. <laughs> that is going to fuck your life. <laughs> if he sleeps five hours of REM sleep a night, you will get, your life will be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. So Jill spoke with him on the weekend and Dean was like, man, when I won my first, she was telling me when I won my first um, championship, he's like, I pretty much just slept for two weeks. Like it just... Uh, like the relief and yeah, you know, just like the enjoyed it sort of, it of thing. Over, yeah. And um, like, cause Jill's like, man, you just need to chill out. We went to Lennox Heads today. I said, take me somewhere. Like, it's just how I am. Like an example, we win the race and then to expect that you go out for a few drinks, right? So I go out with your brother, with Maddie, with oh, Johnny from Troy Lee, like all everyone's there. So we end up at this little Irish bar. We're drinking bloody vodka soda water because i got to keep hydrated (laughs) like i don't drink you know so um it doesn't take long for me to get drunk and we're celebrating the shittest person to drink with yeah no but i'm better now no like this was a good night fuck there was no shots there's been nights where (laughs) (laughs) there's been nights where i've literally like paid for a cab for them to leave so like i don't have to deal with it anymore and then the videos you see in the morning of like him and my brother i'm just like that's why that's why i didn't go because you two are fucked yeah but you're better now yeah but i don't drink like people like come and i'm just like man i don't drink like it's you know when you can't handle something like when i have a few drinks and i get tipsy and then next minute we're throwing shots down I'm Next minute you're running over the top of over everyone's bridges. car and like it's just a menace like it's not yeah it's bad i think i hold back so much in life like yeah i'm well mannered like i do everything try to be good like it's and just natural when you do get and like then, that yeah. release it's just every time i don't have a shirt waters, on like yeah. ripped off like things just go crazy <laughs> i drink a drink smash the cup over my head well, like maddie showed maddie showed me how his his uh shirt ended up over the weekend so anyway we're um yeah four o'clock in the morning i think yeah we're doing slides on the d floor the the bouncers get us outside and so we end up home i think i went in at like i don't know half past four or something in the morning i like slip in jill's in bed because she didn't end up coming she knows how we get i have a shower smart i like cruise into bed i close my eyes and then i hear alarm go off and um, I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm going to go for a surf. I'm like, yeah, me too. I'm Did you coming. have a headache? No, I was still drunk. Like, Oh, okay, that's good. Pretty much. So, yeah, so it would have been maybe seven o'clock or something. I got a couple of hours of sleep. And then we go down for a surf and I'm down there. I'm like, man, I'm amped. Like, I should go for a run or something. Yeah. Like, I feel Just still so on the amped. That. Yeah. So we go for a paddle. My arms are sore. Like, I feel so tight and crappy because sleep's everything like recovery paddling out we go for a surf i had no wetsuit i was frozen so that's probably good recovery for me yeah that would have been cold good. water so anyway come in we go for brekkie do all that sort of stuff and i'm just i don't know so amped when we got back that afternoon it was like five o'clock it's sort of dark then dad goes upstairs and sleeps um jill's like going in the whole family's there sort of making dinner I'm outside unloading the van yeah. and got the thing out. I've washed all my van. Like I water blast all the van and soaped it up and washed it all. And, and I'm just like amped. And I'm thinking to myself like, 
like I haven't slept. I'm pretty sensitive to sleep. Like I go to bed like eight thirty nine. Like when I go to bed at like eleven thirty twelve, I'll wake up and be like feeling it. Yeah. And I'm just amping. And even now, like it's still the energy I've got from it is just so powerful. And that's what I feel when I win. Like they say people go well of confidence. Um, and that's something for me. Like, like I just want to train. Mm. And that goes back to even when I was a younger kid. Like when I'd win races, I'd get amped and want to train more. And I think the person like that's Jeffrey Hurlings. Like when I was over there, I remember him racing GPs and they had to take bikes off him and stuff at the end of the year yeah and he went and bought his own bike one year I, and I rode it that. like kdm said no riding you're having time off so he just went and bought a 450 and went riding <laughs> you know like he's a weapon, eh? and he's he seems like just like that and i can kind of relate to that i just feel like like well even, yeah it yeah. shouldn't make sense you know yeah. we just raced two days in a row and i didn't sleep and abused my body pretty much and and here we are now like like you see i went to lennox today and then i'm building a surfboard rack and yeah like i'm into it <laughs> saving my tables yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. um the one thing too that i reckon is definitely worth talking about is that like um stop fidgeting too with your fucking cup um is the like the bike this year yeah like that thing especially like just watching you ride that bike i just went the sunday yeah and it's like that thing just looks so good like you look so good on it that bike looks so good and like Meddy's bike dude i've like that was bad like you could just see how hard he was fighting the bike and it like how much of that this year like because i know the first time you rode it you were like dude this is better than like basically any race bike i've ever rode and it was yeah. just a stock 450 yeah so it's like was how much did that thing play into like just that feeling you had all year yeah everyone like like i say everyone's different so you've got your riders like villapoto and and that style of um yeah that style of rider you know they they steer with the back end yeah um and that's more like a japanese sort of bike um you know i've heard things um from like my good mate taka who tests over in japan he's like you know oh but the kdm and husky they the back end wants to miss ruts you know like like they seem like they're slippery they in the back like or something skip in. i don't know that's the feedback but the front is so damn solid like i don't have that because i'm not a dude that rides with the back end like yeah. i just, just go front end feel. full gas and then i just everything's that front like it it's got to make that corner as I'm going down kind of thing. That's how I ride. And I I carry speed, no front brake. Like I ride the front brake in, but I try and work on momentum around the whole track, like just carrying the speed. And that's why my style probably from the outside looks smooth because I'm not aggressive on the brakes and not aggressive on the throttle. I just try and carry a, mm. the momentum around. And when I hopped on that bike, like, it's so open like the the chassis is from the foot pegs to the handlebars so roomy like just riding it got so much room to do things um and the biggest thing i like is this, the front end like the handlebars honestly like i pull tear offs going into corners like you know the thing i'm so relaxed on it wheelie this hop that i don't even hang i don't get blisters man like you know whereas other bikes i hang on like hell because the fronts are just going like wanting to twitch on me and mid corner i'm always standing back up because they're wanting to fold under me and 
So that's the biggest thing with the Husqvarna for me is the the front end is just so damn good. Um, and probably a bit of experience as well. Like I've rode a lot of different bikes. I've rode... Factory you know, bikes, private yeah, bikes. I've worked with factory suspension guys and, you know, I've kind of learned a bit of things and I know how I like to do it. Um, and it relates back to when I was a kid, you know, like... Uh, Paul Barrick when I was on a 65 he he we went testing with him just at Coolum and he's he just went in on the clickers like went out and I was like oh that feels higher in the back and he's like yeah that's because I went stiffer mate like I went four clicks stiffer and you know and I was like oh that's pretty cool so then we went up like at Chester's up home and dad's like here mate like here's the the um, screwdriver let's go in some clicks like on the fork so we just went in like five clicks five clicks all the way and i'd go come back and be like oh that's so stiff dad like i'm just a little kid but he made me do it and mm. made me understand it the rebound oh geez that feels really fun oh that feels really slow and it's spinning everywhere like as a kid you know and a kid is they don't lie they don't talk bullshit i yeah. can't feel it dad or man it's slippery now dad you know like when the rebound's in too much. Let's see his bedtime voice story. <laughs> <laughs> bedtime story yeah. voice. It's slipping, Dad. <laughs> How's your rebound, time? No swearing, eh? It's too, it's too fast, Dad. That's how New Zealanders talk. Is yeah, that how Ben Townley talks? No, nah, that's like, it sounds like you're reading me a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome. We're going to change your rebound. <laughs> yeah. So then, how is it? <laughs> then I went to racing Jay Foreman, you know, I'd phone him up and be like, Hey, Jay. You'd smoke Jay Foreman if you raced him. (laughs) No, I was like, Jay, my shock's going right through. Like, I've gone all the way in on the high speed. It's better, but I've got none left, you know? So, Jay would send me up another shock. I'd send that down. He'd send me another shock with harder high speed. And out I'd go and be like, yep, race the sunny states and stuff. And so, that's how I test. Mm. And it just works, man. Like, that's... I know where I'm at. I tell the suspension dudes, this is what I want. Like, give me a screwdriver. Like, that's how I test. So at the start of the year, I said to the boys, okay, I'm going to come down three days riding. I'm going to ride the bike for two days dead standard. Like we can try handlebars. Did you listen to Mike's Leader podcast? No. See, so me and him, when he come on, because you know, you know Sleeto, like, Mm. yeah. So I said to him, I was like, where I think all these dudes fuck up, because man, the amount of shit I've seen filming factory riders and them playing with suspension and and like just the circles they run themselves around in and i'm just a fly on a wall like i can't say yeah. obviously i'm not going to say nothing like i'm just there to film but like the the nonsense that i would see go on with these guys and i would talk to sleeter because obviously he like developed those bikes yeah he knows what he's doing and i said to him i was like man i just wish i wish that cooper webb and ryan dungy and justin Barsha they just got to know what a stock bike was. Like, what's yeah. the platform before you do anything? Because yeah. like, like Ben said, that bike in 2012 that was the best bike he's ever rode, like was his own Honda yep. that he made with a dude that like just listened to what yeah. he said. And like, granted, that's not going to work for everyone because they don't, they're not like as experienced with testing yeah. or whatever. But like, how, how would you, in my head, like how would you know if it's better or worse if you don't know what it is at the start and it's like so no one no one will like or how many just local dudes do you know that like race b grade 
that will buy a bike and then they put a pipe straight on it they put ignition yeah. straight on it they get the suspension now before they even wheel it yeah. off the like before it's ever done a lap yeah. and then it's like then you go like oh I don't know what to do I don't know yep. where to like I don't know how to fix it well you, that's because you don't know what it is yeah. to start like you don't know where it's come from like yeah. you've got no baseline like start with the thing how Japan makes it like even Maddie one day we're at Harvey Bay for the sunny state and I'd just come home from America and um, his bike looked like shit and he just had gone around in circles with clickers and it un- mm. like I was like does that thing feel very good he's like nah it's fucked like mm. pre- pretty bad and then dad's like well I don't I don't know man like I don't know what it's doing and um, so then I went on uh, you know that motocross action mag mm. that MXA so I went on there and I read there it's 16 450 or whatever the, whatever year it was went on there and it said their ideal suspension settings for the stock forks for a mm. beginner, intermediate, advanced. So I went to the advanced setting and I just wound it all the way out. And yeah. then I put it into what they said. Mm. Maddie went out and he's like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's just like from a stock package, like dudes that know what they're doing, yep. rode a stock bike for days and then said, "It's we're going to go five clicks in extra here, three clicks in extra here, two clicks in extra here then it's good yeah and it's like but no one it's like no one has the balls to just like ride a stock bike for a few days and like figure it out yeah but no one like i can guarantee almost every factory rider around the world chad's different like i've heard chad is awesome at testing you know but it doesn't just because you can win races doesn't mean you know stuff no like because you're going and winning races doesn't mean you know how to spell your name Mm. you know that's Mm. a fact like so that's the biggest thing i've noticed like i went back over last year and like I went out there and I'm like man these forks are so soft like so I've gone into the mechanic like I've just rode in hey dude can you give me a screwdriver out come back in I'm all the way in these forks need to go harder and they just and Calvin was like how do you know what you're doing and then it clicked to me I was like how do they know what to do yeah I was like because they've been on factory teams Cooper Webb all these dudes you know, when I was over there last year, you ride in and there's like five or six Japanese dudes around you and the other Italian team guys, engine, all these dudes standing around you with folders and that. How's the suspension? Yeah, it feels good, you know, or it's diving in the front, put another set of forks in. Like, I'm like, can we go like four clicks harder on the forks? Oh, we just try two clicks. So, well, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, I know. And yeah, you know, like, I don't like little changes. Like four clicks is kind of for me, like it's going to make a bit of a difference. Like I'll like feel you it. You need to notice it. Yeah. Otherwise, you lose the original baseline. And I just do things like okay, it's diving the front four clicks, and then I'll do a couple laps, and then I'll go four clicks again, couple cl- laps. I'll go again, a few more laps. If it's getting better, do it again. Oh, we got none left. What does that tell us? You pull them out. And you put another set of forks in. I don't know how to do that. I know that there's a Christmas tree in there with a lot of shims on it mm. and different other things and all the heights and all this stuff. I know what it feels like. I can't do it for you. That's your job. My job's to tell you. I've got the screwdriver. I've gave you feedback. Go fix that. So that's... So I get frustrated when they some... They didn't like that though at Factory Honda last nah, year, did they? they but didn't. I get frustrated when dudes bring it back, a set of forks, and it's got the same characteristics. I go back out there and I say these forks are still diving like fix them you know i'll give you like the best information 
that anyone can give. I don't mean like, I've just told you like, oh, mm, I don't know. The bike balances out. The front is diving because the ass is kicking everywhere. Like, I can't hang on to this thing. If I wheelie onto a single, the ass kicks over. This and that. Everyone goes, oh, the ass is too hard. No, the balance is just out. Like, you know, there's just things like that. And I get it because I can build you a kitchen, you know. I can cut your frame in half and extend it for you. Like, I can weld. I can do all this stuff. I understand things you know like i'm not just a rider that's growing up where i can't even change my own clickers because i've got some suspension dude there with a screwdriver Mm. like so when i go to teams whether it's a factory team a small team one suspension dude that's how i kind of roll and so this year i just said to the guys hey let me ride the bike for two days let me get the feel of it then we'll do one day suspension so i can just spend full day just changing to what i feel anymore like if i start doing two days three days start going circles yeah i just know that's how it works so i just do one good day with that and then i take my bike up home i ride around all the tracks i i get the feel for it and then i phone you up and i say hey look this this and this like i'm too far i'm all the way in on the high speed and it feels good um so the shocks blowing through can we stiffen that up or you know all these little things forks are too hard and i want some plushness or whatever so that's my job their job's to do that now cruise tune they just do it you know jay foreman he does it denny apro from kdm he does it like these dudes just they just get it like if you say something to them they'll just go do what you say like you know it's just simple denny apro i go out there i ride come in forks are too soft you know it's diving he puts another set in i go out there and go they're stiffer you know can we make that change again i just want to try it and he'll do it again too stiff man that second set that's good that's where we need to start with i'll go away i'll ride maybe i'll get faster and i might want them stiffer then but at the moment that's good man you know then normally i'll go away because i like a fork that holds up then i'll go away and be like they'll be like oh do you want to do some more tests and i'll be like man i reckon we can get the initial plushness that first part better because it's wanting to push a bit you know it's good for me because i can bomb it through bumps and i can ride the thing fast but on a hard pack i think we could get it better you know that's perfecting your suspension once Mm. it's good and the balance is all good you know so that's what i did with cruise tune this year we changed probably three or four shocks we changed you know similar amount of forks i got it around this rough sand track i could wheelie into bumps like i i go around the track i'm not going to set lap times like you're going to like push the suspension yeah. i remember like um wilson's dad was like oh you know like wilson's here like you can compare lap time i'm like nah man i'm testing like this is one day these dudes are working for me like mm. i'll just do half a lap if i want you know if there's a gnarly section down there where my bike's handle like shit i'm gonna get them to come and stand down there i'm gonna pound into that section and be like see like what's that look like you know I asked, like, what's it look like from the outside? I'm feeling this. Like, are the, fo- are the forks diving? Like, because, you know, they can see visually. I can feel, but mm. they can see. So I work as a team. That's one thing I do. And I come in, I'm like, give me the screwdriver, like, all the Allen key on ours with the high speed. Like, you know, do I, I'm going to try going in because when I land off this single or when I wheel into this, it's going through and coming back too quick. And 
I like quite a dead shock. So at that point, like as fast as it went in, it come out. Mm. So they made it slower for me. That's good. So I can just come through it holds like that. We went stiffer in the bottoming because it was just going way too deep in the stroke in fork and shock. Yeah. So and we, was it stock stuff that oh, you revalved or was it the kit stuff? No, from, it was the kit stuff. So what was that? The 48 mil or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, the stuff that. Just because like there might be some people out there that would like to. Because you yep. can buy that shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like what stuff, what, what stuff did you win a championship on? So that's the stuff that you can buy from Jay, uh, from Jeff Lee, sorry. Yep. So I guess any Husqvarna shop can, can get it. It's like a Husqvarna hard part. So it's, it's the 48 a, mil shock and then uh, uh, 48 the mil fork yeah, and then and the what's shock. the shock? Well, just like the upgraded shock. Yeah. So it has, so your standard one just has like your standard adjustments and this has to, it refined. So a lot more clickers, so more refined clicks and it's got a bigger body that holds the oil. So, so it's not going to heat stand, up as Yeah, much, standard yeah. shock will fade through the race and when they fade that they heat up and they just get like pogo sticks yeah because the the viscosity of the oil yep. gets thinner so then it's like easier for it to pass through yeah. your re- rebound shims and your compression exactly. shims so it turns the slop yeah so there's a a lot of really good upgrades with getting that stuff yeah um yeah just was interested as like is it stuff that people can buy and like what yep. what did you do when once so once you got the setting like how many clicks would you have even changed all year do you reckon like at no so i got my like so i left those guys yeah and i was like i'll call you in in a, like two or three weeks and we'll test again mm. like that's how it works that's how i set my program so like i'm just like and we'll test again because i'll go home and i'll be doing 40 minute motos and i'll be like this this and this is happening like so i've done this with the clicks like so when i phone marty up like just on the way home hey marty how are you man like man bike's good but i feel like we're too stiff in the fork like when i ride my crappy hard pack tracks it just wants to slide everywhere i got no feel for the tire you know for example mm. well i'm doing this and i phone marty up and i'm like hey man like bike's sick like honestly i'm just like thanks dude like i i'm just cruising you know i'm i'm loving the bike and I'm talking, I'm loving it. Like I'm burning fuel, yeah, like burning fuel and wanting to burn fuel, which is important. So that sort of come. And then the first round come and I was kind of like, man, we've just done like one day, like bike's sick, you know, we win the first round. It was a mudder, like nothing serious. And then the next one, we, we done our subframe. Um, so we DNF'd, lost the red plate, but then I won the last race. And then it just started going on, you know, and all of a sudden we're like we're getting to go to america like in the break and i'm just like this bike is sick like the forks are just holding up for me the shocks holding up like you know because america i've heard a lot like the tracks are deep you need your suspension a lot stiffer than australia and i was like i reckon my stuff's gonna be good but wp's over there i might be able to change something get over there and i, I was coming in dad and i'm just like these forks are holding up man down the mm. hills like I'm going down these hills and the bumps feel like sponges, but my bike is awesome. Like it's just holding up. So I just the bumps are softer there, eh? Yeah, they're they like feel like thicker. a mattress. Yeah, yeah. Th- you can hear. I think we talked about it on the last one, but like yeah. you can hear the way that it's like it's like a doop 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 doop. Yeah. like you can hear the dirt thud. Yeah, like so it's you a need weird, eh? hold up, you know. And I naturally go that way, like 
that's just how I set a bike up. And then we raced Maitland and and I was like, like I didn't expect that. I raced the East Coast at Maitland and it was really ruddy and um, quite difficult track. And then we got there and it was just like no bumps, like one rut, like very junior track style. Mm. Like it was difficult to make a difference. And I was like, man, for tracks like that, I I rode the Transmoto also on, on a 501 Enduro bike. And when I rode that, I was like, man, the suspension's really plush. And it feels like I've got a factory tire on opposed to my bike. Like the front just on a grass track, mm. flat turn, the front just felt like so grippy. And I was like, that's where I can improve my bike. So that was like, on a stock 501 yeah, suspension. Yeah, just dead stock. I rode it. And um, it doesn't hold up enough for me. But I was like, if I combine that with my yeah. race bike, that'd be good for the hard pack tracks. So more, I just phoned up Marty and I was like, hey, Marty, um, I reckon we could go a bit plusher initially with this bike. I love how it holds up and stuff, but just feel like I'm losing feel in the front end, like it tracks at Maitland where there's no nothing to hold me. Like it's like yeah, it's practice all track on the style tire and the suspension. Yeah. yeah. So Marty went, and that's the relationship that I build with suspension dudes because I give proper feedback. You know, I don't just phone up, just go fucking thing sucks. This yeah. is shit. This suspension, yeah. it kicks me. Well, what do you mean when where what's it doing like you know how old's a shock like you know there's millions of yeah. things that a suspension dude's like thanks for the feedback bro <laughs> yeah you know so i've created a working relationship with marty just in a couple of days and i touch base with him on the phone all the time tell him it's sick <laughs> yeah and um so i told him can we do something there and he's like yep no worries yep done a set put it in race more you know and then I put my other set in back in for Coolum because it's a bit stiffer for the sand. But that's like, you know, and then you have guys that they're like 25-year-old dudes and they're just like, I'm talking I was 18 doing this stuff. Like I was a kid kind of working out. Oh, yeah, I'll just click this in. And I kind of had a little feel for it. And then after that, I just kept developing it and now i'm at the stage where you know i can ride a bike and i can kind of i got a direction yeah like that's as far as i'm concerned that's why there's clickers that's yeah. what they're actually there for to for me to go to my suspension dude and be like the rebound's too fast on this shock i've got it all the way in like i don't like it this dude does don't care like don't care how many championships he's won like i We're can't beat him yeah. because i don't like this shock like that's how i test like because then you've got a proper feedback like like the suspension dude doesn't just look at you like you're whinging all the time yeah like you're actually like i've been out i went four clicks four clicks four clicks four clicks it's all the way to the stopper you need to give me more clicks bro that's his job then yeah like it's not that hard to do that and that's what i the biggest advice i give kids like and it just come natural for me just stumbled across it i guess well i think too again it's like the isolation like you lived at home where there was yeah. no suspension people like you know brian chester was doing mpe a bit and yeah. it was like he was there to sort of help out with some stuff but like that was it you know yeah. and again it's like he can't see everything like just because yep. he's a dude that can revalve a shock doesn't mean like even dad will tell you that like you know with all the stuff dad does he's like mate the suspension's on you yeah like i'm not gonna sit here and t like he doesn't tell jats how to set his suspension up mm. he just goes all right what do you reckon yep you know it's the same same sort of 
thing because it's like, yeah, you just, you're not going to have some magical dude from the outside that can watch. There might be two or three people in the world that could watch a bike <clears throat> and actually make like the right changes without rider feedback. Yeah. But not many men. No, and that's the biggest thing. Like people, but that's the game a lot of people play. It's like, here, fix my bike. It's kicking in the back. Yeah, yeah. No, the game is bike handles like shit. Yeah. You tell the dude who just done your suspension that he spent hours and hours developing and doing whatever, and you just come and go. Dinner probably went. Can't cold. ride this. This bike is shit. Yeah. What's he meant to do? Like, that's that is the biggest advice I can give. Like, and I see it with old dudes that have been racing professional for their whole entire life that have been very successful and they just got no idea that's the still the feedback yeah with, yeah with your training camps todd do you teach kids that nah not no. the art of suspension but yep but you'd like look, tell them to that look for those things or? yeah well that was a fu- that's a funny thing and good question because i was talking to marty about it on the weekend because both like i've sort of gone through it a bit with wilson um yeah i bet because he like, doesn't yeah wish. but i didn't know like you know and he come up and we went riding up at Kyogle and this is a couple of days before Coolum, and he's just he's feeling I guess a bit of pressure and stuff and he's stressing a little bit and I've said to him a few times before like about clickers and stuff like man you can gain two seconds by setting your bike up properly you to gain two seconds in your riding is like impossible almost. like honestly it's it's a good like six months work like yeah I'm not being stupid but that's the same as like um, you can gain that in in a couple days like it's crazy you say that dude like the the guy that i went to thailand with the coach he um he was stretching yeah like flat out and everyone else is kind of fucking around i was just talking i was like half-heartedly stretching and he's like got these goals uh he's like oh, oh i could go a bit further yesterday and I was like, I was like, man, it's not only that he's like tripping out on stretch, <laughs> but he's like, bro, do you know how hard it is for me to get better at jujitsu technically? Yeah. He's like, mate, I'm topped out. Like this dude's a black belt for like eight years. Yeah. And he's still one of like competitive best dudes in the world. He's like, mate, I can't learn anything new. Yeah. Like it's really, really like I, he would have to go to gyms yeah. all over the world and just like mine information of people just to yeah. learn something new and he's like but if i stretch i can get like 40 percent more flexible yeah which would open up so much more more stuff and like yeah. that that fully changed my whole thinking about it and it's like it's exactly what you're saying with like yeah. bike setup or even like flexibility on a motorcycle like that's what i thought about like man imagine like being flexible like crazy flexible when you crash yeah like you know your leg you can literally just like do the splits fold in half yeah fold over your neck completely backwards like contortionist shit yeah like you might still break a bone off like impact or whatever but like ligaments and all that sort of stuff is like if you've just got yeah because you're nimble and yeah like insane because you see some of the best like there's some like jujitsu dudes literally guys will just like squash them into like a ball Mm. and you're like the fuck like how is that and then it's just like bing just comes it's like a like a slinky doll and you're like how could you get hurt yeah so in yeah it was like the same i was thinking about it after he said that and it's like exactly what you're saying it's like wilson like 
you're not going to be able to just go and ride two seconds faster. And and if anything, if your bike's not handling well, the faster you try and go, the slower that yeah. bike's going to let you go, yeah. essentially. So, like, pretty much, like, and I've spoke to him before, and then I see him sort of come out, and he had a screwdriver and Allen key, and I'm I'm doing a moto, and and he's, he's having a go, you know? And I was like, I don't know. I was just like, that's sick. And, but unfortunately Wilson's down in Melbourne. Like I, I only see him on race day, you know, and race day we're focused like him as well. So, and he was kind of like, oh man, like I've, I've been struggling a little bit with my suspension. Like I've been putting up with it. I'm like, what's it doing? You know, like, you know, that's the first thing. Yeah. Like, just tell, give me some, like, something to go What do you off. mean? Yeah. You know? And that's where I was looking back. I was so different, you know? say to jay man my my forks are diving jay like because that's yeah, like when you had the language yeah like that's when I, I with jay foreman i properly sort of i feel like i matured and i understood it a bit more like mm. it was just like you know i just tell them stuff you know i feel like this could be better you know but the fact and that why? you're actually on the clickers physically knowing because like what's the thing you see dudes do is like they hand the bike off the suspension dudes touch it yeah and then they walk off they get a they get a power raid their mm. missus gives them some forearm rubs and then they yeah. come back out and they're like try this and then you're just literally going like and another thing blind. and i've mm. seen when i was younger because i'm just like a big sponge you know and i see like dudes that whinge a lot you know the older riders that you know they've got a name for himself and they go out like the like toby sort of style dudes <laughs> Tony. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> just sook. <laughs> oh, not even going to say it. <laughs> play, play into it, mate. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they get a bad result. Box yeah. handling like shit, you know. So we go test it and I'm there just cutting motos because that's what I like doing when I was a kid. And, you know, I seen things like the guys joking like, oh man, we just wound them all the way in and wound them back out. It's exactly the same. Oh mate comes in heaps better you know <laughs> way better man and i'm just like i'm never gonna be that dickhead <laughs> you know like that was my thing like that's that's so not good. gonna be me because i got the screwdriver bro <laughs> yeah 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 and i know the click like you know that's so i'm funny. gonna give feedback so i kind of that was kind of a, a thing as well and even when i was like a 16 7 year old kid they when I say four clicks and they go in and they do three, I'm like, oh, I thought you were going to do four. Like, I'm counting, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I'm onto it. I want to know what we're doing, like why we're doing it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm, I don't have time for bullshit, you know? Like, we're there to test a day and I'm here to get my bike better. Yeah. And there is times where things like that happen and I'm not for, you know, I test my bike and then when I go to the race, it's me like yeah, i didn't true. ride good enough my bike handles like shit because of me mm. simple like all fingers are pointed at me until some dude's not changing it for me but did then you it's have your like, fault but yeah was that some frustrations you had in europe yeah like you just weren't allowed to change shit because i like i feel like a lot of people that come back from international racing on big teams they get fucked over by like no 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 yeah. no like you're not allowed to change the way that you want to change it because you're the guy that they've given an opportunity they're the experts not you yep. and they try and make you 
run what they want to run. Yeah, it's just different. Like, you know, I never put anyone down and we just work so different because we're such a big country and we don't have the resources. Yeah. So this is how I've done it my whole life, telling how I want it, you know, and what the problem is. Like, I just pinpoint this is the issue. Let's try this. I think it'll be better, you know. Then you go over there and you tell that, oh, okay, they slip in another set of forks. You go out and you go, feel the same. Like, maybe a bit stiffer, but still feels the same. Feels stiff initially, blowing through. Like, hmm, that's strange. This is so-and-so setting, you know. Yeah, but like, dude, like, I don't just get the yeah. setting that I want. Let's just work on that. Yeah, so what I've found is when it's over there, it's not like, hey, bro, like, I come in, screwdriver, hey, man, the shock's blowing through, like, on big hits, like the high speed, I've gone in like 10 or 20 clicks. That's the problem. You know, they don't take it and undo it and play with all those little washers. Mm. You know, they just go, oh, this one, oh, this should... Yeah, like, this is, oh, rocks and rocks. So-and-so, yeah. maybe he can try this. Like, that's kind of how it kind of goes. Whereas here in Australia, it's like, there aren't any of these dudes. Like, I'm the dude. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to make this suspension. Like, that's what I've found. Yeah. Um, and that's what, like I said to, to Wilson, and I it was kind of, I really enjoyed it to tell you the truth. Like, he was out there playing and I pulled up and I was just like, how you going there, man? Like, and he's like, oh man, like he's getting frustrated. He's like, I'm not feeling anything like this and that. And I said, dude, like clickers don't make, like you wind it all the way in. You're not going to go into the corner and the thing's going to be up here that's yeah. going 20 spring rates harder like it's not like it's like a fine tuning sort of thing yeah like and it's also a way to get a direction so i started helping him a little bit and i said like it looks like it's diving like you know let's try and hold your front up so i tried to get the balance right so i pushed the forks through the first line try this and then i went extreme pushed them dead flat like with top triple clamp which you can't run the suspension dudes freak out about that what having a dead level yeah like, cause it looks weird and, yeah. you know, so, um, so he goes out the bike, look, instead of going like kicking in the, in the back, coming into turns and being unsettled, it was balanced and he was coming in. I was like, how's it feel? Like now this is your time. Like, is it pushing? Like, do you feel like the front tires flat? Like it's going through the corner. Is it too much? You yeah. know, that's your thing. And so it was it was good because he hasn't been exposed to that before and and i think i'm hoping it'll get him sort of thinking a bit and so we ended up going that soft set that i rode at Moree with um I, I phoned marty and i told him what we'd done blah, blah blah i said the rebound seems really fast on the shock like you know just some feedback um and he's like yeah we'll put your shock in with the spring and and put those forks in and get him to try it and he ended up with those forks. The shock, you know, is a bit too heavy for him. Like, I'm a lot bigger. So, that's what he wrote at Coolum. And I was amped. Like, yeah, that's cool. You know, man. like, at Coolum, I was straight out there watching his practice. And I was like, did you look? Look at his bike. Like, and to dad, I was like, look, in the turns, when he backs off the throttle, the thing stays up. Look yeah. at so-and-so's bike. Like, they're fighting it. Like, the thing's diving. And, like, I was amped, you know. And it was nice. I hadn't had much to do with wilson like it's you know, crazy though because he grew up like 
50 meters away from each yeah, other yeah but like, like wilson come out riding like when i was working and yeah. like he'd come in the afternoon ride with me after work and he was on a 50 dude yeah a 50 and i don't think he was on a he could have been on a 65 and then i got a ride and i moved down to sunny coast yeah you know and then i went to he's racing junior stuff so when you turn pro you don't really see any amateur stuff and then then i went to europe and then i've come back in maybe 2016 17 then he's racing nationals for yamaha you know so well it was also like a weird dynamic because we're obviously so close to jats yeah which was then obviously so close to mitch and richie yeah and wilson and mitch were like arch rivals yeah and it's but like not that it ever not that anyone said like he can't ride with us you can't ride with yeah. them but there was always that dynamic between those two but on the flip side i think that's what made like those two every single day oh, yeah. every single club day was a national it's yeah, like it was literally like, that who's going to win the national title at Coolum at the end of the year was like based on whoever won that moto yeah. it cans mm. you know but so i yeah. think that always like i think that always kept wilson on a little bit of the outer too with people or like maybe our crew a little bit yeah or mate but for me i'd never but yeah you're I talking about the timing of it yeah. yeah yeah like i was away like and i come i literally come back from europe and and seen him like doing good and i was just like who is this dude like i know his name you know wilson todd i used to ride with the guy but he's but yeah, like you don't know him like to visually see him and talk to him like that's so crazy so weird and i had it with mitch as well because same thing with mitch we had a fair bit to do with Mitch as a young like you kid said. Yeah, yeah. but then I moved away I didn't see yourself for a long time yeah, like true. just at races you know and yeah I didn't Dude, see I a lot of like people I felt like I probably didn't see you for like four years yeah maybe even more at one point like because we race January till December and then I'd come home for like well even when month. I went to America I would yeah you were away wouldn't have even seen you so same thing with Mitch like see Mitch and it's kind of like like I see him, I'm like, hey man, like, I don't know, I don't know him. Did you feel like that with Jats ever though? Nah, because Jats like, I had a lot to do with. Yeah, and I feel like Jats I've was seen always, him a bit. Because I was the same with, yeah. yeah, I feel, I do feel the same with like Wilson and, and maybe not as much Mitch. I feel like I'd see Mitch way more, but yeah. Wilson definitely. And I had it with Richie with his brother. Yeah. Um, Like this year we've been like Battling. seeing the heaps <laughs> and, and talking heaps and it's like, I've known Richie forever, but I'm getting to know him. Yeah, like, as an adult. As a guy. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of awkward and weird for me. Like, and I don't know if they feel that, but I'm, I'm, I feel like, hey, look, there's Richie. And I'm like, but... You feel I, like he should almost be like your little brother. Yeah. But then there's like a distance. No, but yeah. it's like, I don't know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's... But in it's theory... Really like, I know it, his mum and dad. Yeah. They look the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who are these kids? No, you're right. I, I definitely got that with Wilson more than any yeah. of the guys. But then, like, Jats, obviously, like, he's been around so much. Yeah. But, 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 yeah, that's interesting that you say that. Yeah. But that's where I kind of... But isn't it funny what happens when, like, you've got something invested in him? Like, mm. you've actually you know become a part of his team in a way to where like you, yeah. you there was a goal of like okay let's get his bike better and yep. then you guys worked on it and then all of a sudden you you know you've gone a whole season with the dude yeah and now you feel that extra bit invested yeah it's like it but that's just a lesson for everyone yeah it's like if you want to fucking you know build a relationship like have a common goal with someone and and work towards yeah. it but these guys can't like it's not anyone's thing like wilson was in a place where he's like 
I don't, un- and he's really good. I don't understand this, Todd. Like, you yeah. know, and I'm like, bro, like, just have a go. Like, you ride the bike four or five days a week. You know, we know how to ride a bike more than we can walk. You should That's know a this fact. thing inside you know, and out. But by I now. know when the seats buggered and when I hop on my race bike and the seats really hard and I, you pick up on all these little things like you know the clutch feels softer geez the throttle cables are brand new like all these little things because my practice bike i've i've done 30 hours on it in the last whatever time period and you know it's what you feel and i'm like surely man like you know surely you can wind those clickers in and be like hmm this is what it's doing Mm. like like you know don't feel it there but hey in that corner when i dropped off the ass felt higher oh, that's what the high speed does when you wind it all the way in. Is it better today? Probably not. Let's try it at Coolum when it's sandy. Oh, that feels better. You know, that's the things that I'm talking about. Like just understanding it a little bit. And that's like, I kind of got that with Wilson a little bit. And I said, you know, and I wish it could have been towards the start of the year. Does, hey, did it affect his riding? Like at the end of the day, you don't win races because of that. Like mm. he's a badass dude on a bike and he wins races. That's plain and simple. But the thing I know, Coolum, like sand from riding in Europe, and if your front's diving all the time, potential to crash. You mm. know, when something happens and you're charging, you get a bad start, and you're coming through, and you chop the throttle coming in the corner, it dives, it tucks and throws and you. And then the further, you know? the harder you're pushing, the further you are over the yeah. front. And, you know, you can just make life easier. And, and I just noticed, like, you know, the younger guys, you know, it's it's common to be like, my bike's handling like shit, mm. you know. It's um, it's really common. And I'm like, why can't you just say why? Mm. Like, just have a think about it. I know, like, I have it as well. Like, where I'm like, this is bullshit. I can't ride this bike because, you know. Yeah. This is why. Like, that's the big thing i'd try and work on if i was a younger ride and coming through yeah like i didn't have that problem um because i know i just stumbled across it but i see it with a lot of riders and it helps it will help a lot um no you so you're so right with um oh sorry Mick. yeah so that bike on the weekend the balance the setup was that the dream like was that because on the outside hey jace we've spoken about through the yeah that just looked a dream is that the dream set up for you for that weekend it's got to be a mix of two like both of them come together but fuck it looked yeah. good eh? between obviously yeah. rider and bike that and team obviously that looked that looked awesome yeah it just worked you know and like i i don't know it just like the engine's really good like dale's built the engine and it's just smooth and and rideable and that's what you need around a rough track like that um my suspension like I said, we didn't change it a lot. Like I just, I gave good feedback. We worked together with Cruise Tune that day and and I got a bike that I was comfortable on. I did probably, I've done every 30 hours, I get a practice bike. I think I've done three practice bikes. So there's probably like 90, between 90 and 120 hours of riding that I've done during the week on that setup suspension. I know it, man. Yeah. Like, like I said about you know the feel of the clutch and all this sort of stuff like I just know what it's going to do and that's important like I'm not for changing suspension all the time like dudes are just 
changing, changing, changing because they get to the race and then they crash and they're like, why'd that happen? You know? Whereas for me, like, I know that front's going to hold up. Like, and I know you, when your bike's not handling, it's got to, you got to test and set up and, and do that sort of stuff. But some people just go crazy circles. And like Jason said, most pros go in circles. And it comes back to, I believe, is not giving the feedback. Yeah. Like, and not doing the changes yourself and like yeah. knowing the changes. And that's what the clickers are for for me. Like, it's a shortcut for a rider to know and understand what's actually happening yep. and to give and to tell what's happening. Um, but overall, like the team for me, like DPH, it all it come together like last minute for me. Like, yeah, it just seems like the dream fit. Like it yeah. was such a last minute thing, and then you, it seemed like you guys just got on so good. Yeah. Like, and then you know Wilson was obviously doing his thing. He's both went to America. Like, seemed like yeah. they didn't put restrictions on you either. Yeah. And I think like one thing I was gonna say as well, like that it must feel so good to win this championship still doing all the weird shit yeah that you wanted to do like your your chef video yeah and your you know your content that you wanted to make like at the start of this year you were talking about all this stuff you wanted to do with content and all that stuff and it's like you did it yeah and you still won yeah because everyone was talking shit saying like just focus on writing mm. don't worry about this why yeah. are you making a video about a fucking blender yeah and it's like well it worked yeah no, but the reason why it worked is Dale and Tash, like, we all got our job. Suspension dude does his, his the suspension. Marty does that. You know, Wilson rides the bike. Like, I'm not asking Wilson, like, you know, Dale doesn't come and be like, man, is that back tire on the truck flat? Like, yeah. you know, like, he's just there to ride the bike. Tash, the Dale's wife, she cooks us lunches. Like, it's insane. Like, you know, from years in the past with Cade and stuff, he had diet requirements and whatever. So, man, I get like a takeaway container. It's in the fridge when I'm ready to have lunch in between second and uh, first and second moto. It's got steamed vegetables, brown rice, grilled chicken, sweet potato. I'm just like, she's like, is that all right, Todd? And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Normally, I make a wrap, like yeah. a salad wrap or like, you know, I'm having bananas and stuff. And she just nails it. Like there's bananas in there. There's muesli bars. There's muesli for breakfast. Like, I know you like this. Like... I'm really easy to keep happy, you know, and like, it's just, you you don't have to think and she does that job and then Dale builds the bike and he does that in the truck and Boyd and everything happens. But when I'm out there riding and come in, they're not coming in going, man, you need to be over the front more. You need to be mm. doing this, this and that. And like, oh, you didn't win today because you're doing that stupid video. You yeah. know, mm. none of that. Like, absolutely nothing like you know after maitland like i was devastated they didn't say anything like nothing you know they come back in and they just let you do your thing you know i just cool off sit down d disappointed and then i wipe it you know and then i'm out like joking around that's how i work and then when normally when i'm driving home in the car I get pissed off again and when i get home i'm pissed but around people i try not to be because it just I hate that when someone's moping around, it brings the whole team down. Mm. So we're there trying and have a good thing happening, you know? So that was the biggest part for me was they let Wilson and I do our job. You know, they didn't feel our head full of shit. Like, you know, they don't, because a hundred percent, if I was on other teams, it'd be like, mate, you rode like shit today because you're not, 
you're not focusing on yep. this this and this and this and are you doing this and what are you eating like blah, 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 like you know so it's nice to be able to ride shit and them be like mate like we look forward to next week like we can't wait to go racing you're like oh you know and then on the way home you're like man like my starts were shit like i just didn't have the feel of the concrete or you know that's the thing that's is like job. if they've hired the right rider they're not gonna need to tell them they sucked yeah like you if you're the right rider and you've made the right decision as a team owner that dude's gonna know he sucked yeah. or he's gonna know that he didn't train at like it, it's it shouldn't be a team manager's job or a team owner's job to like micromanage every part of a rider's program if yeah. you hired the right dude which that's their responsibility like realistically like what's a good team manager got to do they got to hire the right rider and they got to give them what they need to win yeah you don't oh like you don't have to overcomplicate this shit and it's yeah. like like todd said like he knows that i fucked up or i didn't do this yeah. or i like it's not this thing that you have to like explain to you yeah like you've done this your whole life yeah and that's what it almost frustrates you more and the thing that i respect so much about like dale and tash like they just learn so easily they're like i go on the start line dad will be massaging because dad's me mechanic he'll be like rubbing me arms like i don't get arm pump like it just relaxes me when i'm relaxed i'm out of there like mm -hmm. i can think properly you know but when you're tense and this and that and like oh where's so-and-so starting and like all this bullshit that is not helping you win a race you know when he's massaging my i don't care where old mate's starting this i'm just gonna hold shot man like you know i just need to get the feel for the clutch and the throttle and you know that that's what you need to think on you need to think like tight the first corner on small details yeah. Yeah. this this and this well then dale's doing the same on this arm copying what dad's doing that's i think cool, eh? huh how good's that normally a manager's there smash them bro like you need to focus on that first corner and just run them over like just smash them man like you know yeah. like Konsky, all of a sudden Konsky comes to mind god bless him <laughs> but all of a sudden it's like oi dickhead like back i'm fuck trying up. to slow me breathing down here in my heart rate yeah. and i'm trying to focus on like visualizing the gate dropping that yeah I haven't even got to the first corner yet and you I don't care <laughs> if there's anyone there, you know? Yeah. All of a sudden, he's telling me that, oh, I'm going to get a shit start so I need to plough someone. Dude, <laughs> you I know, remember. and like, ride this in the sight lap, look for the line. Yeah, yeah it's like, Dale mate, is just I like, we stand there, he has my goggles, that's his thing, you know? And he just comes over and he's just like, mate, just relax, just relax because he knows, like, yeah, you know, that's your breathe, thing. mate, just relax, have fun, make sure you have fun, mate, you know? Because then it's just like, for me, no bullshit and i laugh so hard when mechanics are just amping these riders Dude, up i remember like, the oh. uh, uh barrable for the what was the oceanas remember when they yeah. used to do the oceanas it was ferris's first ride for konski on the lights bike and konski was literally standing on the side of the track when he come past yelling ferris like he was literally like yelling teen's name at him on the side of the track oh this is the best thing ever but like yeah you're right some people just go like super in like heavy yeah. like kill god but i guess it's just like what works yeah there. but like it's also like i understand like your reef you know there's a yeah, lot invested yeah. 
and he wants no nah, I'm not talking shit on him I just thought it was yeah. so it was so fucking funny that but, one we just we never let him live it because yeah. <laughs> that's when I was working for him and we'll, I'm like I was like why were you yelling his name at him yeah <laughs> but that's what's hard like I can imagine it like me being team manager getting all these sponsors all this money oh, paying yeah, this dude yeah. and then you're just like you want to do everything you, you can to yeah. like try yeah, but like, sometimes less is more yeah but managers think that oh I've got this manager role I have to do something yeah I'm gonna fill his head full of shit like they think because that's all they can do is talk to you really and they feel like they need to be a part of it yeah, and try yeah, and yeah. get in on it yeah it and makes that's sense where it makes they're sense. really good and so pretty much that's what worked well for me and Wilson like they just let us do our job and we got two championships yeah and we actually let them do their job like I'm not telling them how to drive the truck or set the thing up or like it just worked really well and I enjoyed it like it's just great family atmosphere you know you guys come over you just come in the truck like yeah. fantastic that's what we want yeah like when you know I've rode for big teams before and stuff and like I want to close everyone like out girlfriends and-, and family not in the truck and you're like well where like do you have somewhere where I can get dressed then yeah like because I don't know if you remember but for the last like 15 years we drove around in a van racing junior races together that's why i'm here on your poxy team <laughs> and like they <laughs> you know? make me feel good and then you're you telling know? to tell me that all of a sudden at this one point in my life i've turned pro and and they just got to rack off now like it's a yeah some weird experiences for sure yeah but that's what was special about this year no, for sure. And it, it, yeah, and even like them at the warehouse, they were like, oh, he has a warehouse going. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that. Good people. Yeah, they, they just seem like really good people. Yeah. Um, Mick, did you have any questions for Todd about this year? Um, not really, but even for Husqvarna, big thing. First Aussie motocross title since 1979. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah, that was a crazy stat. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's Jill just filled me in the other day. So that's huge. It's massive. Like yeah. there's a lot of. A lot of history in a lot the of things and um i guess like it's dph's first 450 championship husvana um it's yeah it was a special time pretty much it's uh my first championship so mm. yeah the weekend was special that's for sure first time i felt emotional did so. you think you got the most out of it like did you get did you enjoy it the way that you think you should have yeah like because, uh, man, like, fuck seeing you and Maddie, like, that photo you guys have of hugging, like, yeah. that was super special. Yeah. And, you know, like, Steve come over and gave us a hug, Leanne gave yeah. us a hug, and it was just, like, it felt fucking cool. Yeah. Well, it, and it, felt it was special right, for know? me, like, you know, like, all you guys were there, like, it just was a nice time. Like I said, like, when I was in Europe and I achieved my best results over there, like, my friends and, like, mum and dad were there, but my sister wasn't there you know jill wasn't there like there's a lot of special moments about this you know regardless if it's australian championship or world championship or if it was a sunny state like regardless yeah. it was one time where like jill's parents come yeah. to this race they haven't even watched me race motocross before really never no shit yep that was their first they picked a day <laughs> <laughs> so they come along and um we won the championship and you know my nan and granddad were there my nan and yeah, granddad yeah. been in a lot of races and it's just i don't know it's special yeah. like 
yeah, special, we, like, special thing. Yeah, we weren't going to miss that. Like, even even Rick was all about coming up and seeing yeah. it. It was, it was definitely cool. Yeah, so... The sportsmanship at the end, like, to see, obviously, you won. That's a huge moment. Then you went over to CDR. Congratulations. Yeah. It's got, like... And then like it was yeah, yeah. and then like Landman coming over, Konsky walking over, like that. That it was cool to see so many people that were like genuinely so happy for you. Like you know, BT was talking to me after the race about it. Like you know, everyone was so like, dude. Even Ferris, I stood next to to Dean. Yeah, as the podium thing was going down, he was genuinely happy for you. Yeah, you know. So it's like it. God, like you can't. Like, what more could you ask for, I guess? Yeah. And like, even your peers are like, you know what, bro? You fucking deserve that. Yeah. Like, and that's and what... That was the vibe. I think that kind of... Yeah, that's a really cool thing. I've never looked at it like that. But my whole time in the sport, you know, I haven't really pissed many people off. Like, you know, like I said, I've got... I've raced Dean forever and he, he rolls me up, like, at some times and stuff like this. But, you know we've never had a, a fight like a punch on or anything like it's more like it's just a competitive yeah rivalry. it's like and it's great like i'm just like i hope you race like you know when well, even I went this to america year, well even this year when he said he was going to come do those races yeah. and i was like i was like well that could like kind of fuck your championship because you're like coming no, back and amped. you were just like yeah. fuck i hope he races every <laughs> round from now on yeah. like, that's cool yeah because i just love racing him and you know probably the only person's mossy that i've had a, a proper thing with you know um so that's my whole i've raced here forever you know and even in europe and i kind of feel that's an achievement for me to not you know not have to walk in the pits and be like oh oh there's that dude like you know mm. like you know what i mean that well there's definitely some people yeah. that can't walk through the pits that are races yeah and like from now you know from a couple years ago on they're gonna always have a target on their back they're gonna always know people are gonna talk shit about yeah. it every time they walk through the pits and it's like that's an uncomfortable feeling yeah and it's like you want to go to work and like like you're a guy that can genuinely go to work and enjoy your job yeah because of that yeah yeah so that's i think that was pretty special for me also to see that like you know genuinely you know i had I had a dark time like before I went to Europe last year, like 2017 and you know, I was, there everything was, a time was dark. Where you, there was a time where you just said you like just didn't even want to race here anymore. Yeah. Like I, I honestly just lost, I don't know. I just lost everything, you know, and I got for once in my life, like I'm a very positive person. I, you know, I see everything in a positive light. I'm, I'm blessed like that. And, um, blessed i don't think i've ever said that word before you watch too much tv (laughs) (laughs) i just when that come out i was like man like that's what americans say yeah you've watched too much (laughs) that was awesome (laughs) i thought i'd pick myself up on that Uh, that's a dick move you are are though like yeah but you you do see shit like that yeah and just you know yeah in 2017 (laughs) i was like just in a dark place i said some mean things about like about like Kevy Williams um, about things and you know I, I learned a lot about that also and I you know I kind of fixed that up and I look at it a lot differently now like there's always reasons why things happen and, and whatnot yeah. and it's easy to just point fingers and stuff and it's easy to be it, well it's like harder to be part of a sol- uh, the solution like yeah. it's, it, it's so easy to talk about a problem yeah like like for example and I've been guilty of that too like you yeah know, 
like for example like lots of people ragging on things and whatever about the championship and i'm like you know at the time i did also because i was just in this negative horrible mind and then i was just like how narrow-minded am i like you know yes this and this these are the points but he has a championship for me to race you know and he does quite a good job you know there's you know we get to go racing this and that there's obviously points where you know tracks and whatever or whatever you know people bring up different points but no one ever says things like oh yeah but he does a super pole and you get 500 bucks you know you know there's a little something you know hundred dollar hole shot i didn't know that because i never got hole shots you know yeah <laughs> but there's little things in place there's kind of little things and um you know there's not budgets like there used to be when rockstar were on board and you know that kind of stuff and so i kind of you know i thought well at the end of the day like the the problems in the sport shouldn't really affect your job like the championship's a championship yeah and like you, you can say that this could be better and this could be better and i personally believe that things could be better but in terms of you as a rider that's getting paid, like if you say to DPH, hey, yep, all right, I'll ride for you, sign the dotted line. Yeah. Then shut the fuck up and yeah. race, like race the championship. Like that's really like what it sort of boils down yeah. to. And it's like, look, there is stuff that could be better. There's stuff that could be better in every championship. Yeah. But you as a rider, like it's not your job to worry about that shit yeah. really. Like if you boil it down and like- yeah it seems like that's the attitude that you had this year was like, you know what? It's fucking good. I get to yeah. do it. And let's just try and win the thing that is there to win. Yeah. Like for me, there's a championship there that I can win bonuses and everything's it's safe. It's got race safe. Like that's one thing Kevy does awesome is, yeah. you know, race safe stay supplies a good facility with that. I know if, if I echo myself that I'm going to carry it off in a stretcher, there's high quality doctors like, top doctors you know so jill's worked in there as a physio before so you know there's and i kind of was like man i'm looking at the negatives of everything like that mm. year like this and that and i'm just blowing my mouth off and my thoughts are going in crazy places and i was like what am i doing like you know when i was 16 17 i was amping because i was building kitchens man yeah you know whereas now like you turn into that dude that you yeah, used to look at yeah like, like kevy's like, given me the opportunity to race and make bonuses and do this as a job get rid of him then what you know someone's got to step in there you know this and that so for me i was like okay that's not a cool thing to do you know i don't that's not my style did you learn that yourself or did someone say it to you or no i just did it yeah, like that's good I, it just happened because i come back i was in a better mind frame everything was good it's just natural yeah when you're when people are cranky and don't sleep, they say bad things. Yeah, when they only Pretty sleep an hour and 20 of REM sleep every yeah. night, they get fucked up. And now, yeah. you're, now you're blessed. Yeah. And now you're blessed too. You yeah, come I'm, back blessed. You, blessed. you went to America, you come back blessed. <laughs> Deep sleep. <laughs> so like, it's kind of like, uh, this year's been epic. Like I raced a Transmodo. Um, like Tony Rice was there. We camped with him. You smoked that like fool. Sick. Nah, he wasn't even trying. <laughs> <laughs> and he was on a bike that weighed like 400 kilos. <laughs> And he didn't sleep. Didn't he? Surely not. Ah, no way. Had some babe up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He bought, <laughs> he bought tail with him, eh? <laughs> uh, bought sand to a sand Yeah, it wasn't serious. Oh, that's funny. Nah, so 
yeah like that was really cool like you know there's a lot of cool things happening like that, andy's what, doing some cool stuff well that's what i i like wanted to point out as well when i said like you did your videos you made yeah. your stupid like funny things you went and did some random races you went to america like this is and this is like kind of what me and bailey and um sando were talking about on the podcast is like all these people it's like so restrictive and it's just like like they yeah. just want to clamp down on ev- no fun no this you know like jat's perfect example like he's on his that's what like would really piss me off when people would talk shit about him is because like i see the dude walk in dripping in sweat he's fucking shredded without an ounce of fat on him he walks in makes this like disgusting smoothie and then he makes his jats mix on the couch while he's completely cooked from training and then he falls asleep for like three hours because he's fucked and then as soon as he posts it you're hearing a convo about someone like talking shit saying like oh this is why his results aren't bad yeah maybe it's because he's had shoulder surgery and he's yeah you know what i mean like there's so much more to it and i feel like you cop the same sort of thing because like you do different shit you're off spray painting cars and rebuilding this and you're building building your own engines and then you're building a 501 for nap and people want to talk shit but it's like (coughs) if the work is getting done leave them alone just let like for me i do this podcast because it's fun and i can do what i want to do and i enjoy doing it and because of that i'll stay up till all hours of the night mick will drive down to sydney by himself like that's the recipe for shit to be good it's like give people a place where it's like fuck bro have fun yeah if you think it's going to be the right thing and if it's like blatantly obvious and like you see someone not putting in the work and the effort's not there and the mindset's not there, then it's like, then ask some questions. Yeah. But if you've got a guy like you, that's like, I want to make some videos. I want to do some transmotors. I want to go to America. Like that's going to, that's what I need to do good. Yeah. Then if you're the right team manager and you're the right manufacturer and you believe in that person that you've signed to then why are you trying to lock them into a jail sentence yeah why are you trying to own their life just because you've signed them to ride your motorcycle for your team you want to own that that dude's life you want to own his free time you want to own the image that he can put out it's like dude you guys have it wrong yeah and it's like and that to me is like one of the best things about you winning this year yeah. is you did it on your terms yeah. completely the way that you wanted to do it yeah massive and that that's probably where i was getting to with like when i was sort of slinging like seeing the negative stuff about the championship and with kevy is i didn't like when i come back i kind of pointed fingers back at myself i was kind of like well, what are you doing man you know like like what shit are you doing like you know our good mate wade he's always like you gotta step it up man you know like that's that's his thing you know and i wasn't i was like i was too busy laying shit on on other people like everyone does in the industry you know instead of just doing shit like and that's where that sort of come about i was like doing some videos and doing stuff you know this year i've i've crammed some serious stuff in yeah instead of laying shit on everyone i just i stepped it up you know compared to what i used to do so and that's what i'm excited about the the coming year like i've had a taste of that you know my partners have had a taste of that you know the value that they're getting out of things like after the race is like at cool i'm on on the sad day you know i'm taking photos like personal photos of washing boots doing this yeah. sort of stuff sending it to former this that like m2r they're just like 
didn't you just race man yeah. you know like how hard is it to do that sort of shit <laughs> real hard. you know like if you organize in the week before and you say this is something you're gonna do and then you yeah but yet we're gonna lay shit on someone who's given us a championship you yeah. know like i need to lay shit on myself that's kind of where i come well from that's with that. that's called a winner's attitude mm. and <laughs> turns out winners win <laughs> yeah it just it worked for me this year like i wouldn't yeah i don't know it just luck i think you know that's what i kind of like when i look back i'm just like man like how's how's the form of this stuff like the blessing <laughs> it was like the- <laughs> you know like this year i didn't do anything different i i just did my thing like yeah off the bike and stuff like i'm trying to step it up like with todd waters the brand like you know like i want to improve the whole thing like the training and everything yes we did improve and we will keep improving but that's natural i've been doing that for yeah ever. yeah like you're always thinking that but like i said there ain't no time to lay shit on anyone all i can do is if praise people 100 yeah yeah and i'm like man i'm gonna start doing this this and this like creating videos and trying to create something and do some cool stuff and well it's like how you do anything is how you do everything yeah and if you start chasing excellence in like any area of your life there's going to be a follow-on yeah and it's like it you know i think you've had that mindset of like i just yeah like step it up like i want to be excellent at this shit i want to build this brand i want it's like it's almost like you don't you go like oh, i don't i don't want to take all that on yeah because then it's like then i won't be able to it would be like master and none but it's like if you're sort of chasing excellence across the board it's like you kind of you sort of like sometimes you just get what you ask for yeah if you really if you ask for all that and then you put in the required effort it's like you can get it yeah but it takes that like you know not putting restrictions on yourself and what you can do and what you can achieve and it's like if you go fucking balls out Mm. for those you know for those things then because dude you've done gnarly shit this year like even printing t-shirts and stuff like that's a lot of stuff to organize yeah it's i don't know it's weird like and i'm bad for it like that's the first thing jill will say like i'm just an ideas man i just come up with all this stuff i just start doing shit and then i'm then i'm like i i don't have enough time to do this stuff you know like but kind of made it happen and then then yeah i kind of look at other people like doing stuff then and and um it kind of motivates me more because i'm like there's such a gap in our market like in in our sport of just everything you know mm. when I, I compare to other sports and like like um caroline the bmx rider oh, how hard does she kill it yeah but like she's been injured and she's still relevant you know with like the stuff she does like i met her like just briefly come past with sam past our workshop and said hello and i was just like man you're that chick like she's a big deal Mm. you know like not followers or famous or gay shit like that you know like i look at her like you're kicking goals man yeah bro you know like she's been injured for years and is still like you just wouldn't you don't care yeah but like she's still killing it you know when like people i've had like oh so-and-so's killing it like they got this many followers sponsorship dream you know and i'm like oh 
that's funny because all their photos are iPhone photos or gave iPhone videos with some like rap song plastered over it and like doing bar spins on a BMX bike that's not relevant to our sport or whatever you know mm. I see things like that and they got heaps of followers and sponsorship dream like then you see Caroline and it's like man all her photos are like professionally done like clean like killing it you know like she's done like a storybook she's got photos on a page like with kids with a like a book that she's brought out like yeah she's like sponsoring like youth championships yeah, she's like doing coaching she, she has a foundation that like Academy. sends girls to like the world championships and stuff like it's like meaningful shit like because yeah. you are right like the video that might get twenty thousand views with a rap song and big whips it's like yeah it's like oh, that is that's called porn yeah really like that's moto porn that's just like and then you see it and then you scroll it's yeah. like there's not a lot of substance of like meaning like people yeah. aren't you know like the kids that caroline works with like there's so much meaning in that and yeah. like it's real like but you can tell it's real it's it's a proper thing like she's an ambassador like that's what an ambassador is you know like i know like hey yeah we get paid you know to run this stuff or wear this or whatever but she's doing it like she's acting on stuff mm. like that's powerful stuff i believe like i'm i'm new at all this stuff because like your brother maddie's always on to me like man you gotta post stuff gotta post stuff this and that and i'm just like dude like don't care just gonna win races mm. like got no time going for a three-hour cycle it's true like don't care now i'm going for a three-hour cycle like man when i get back like how can i do this or this and this, this person like I really look up to her like I see mm. that stuff that she's doing and I'm like I'm trying to perfect that side of it and that's where like the videos come like you know high quality videos you know I organize some sponsors like you know and thinking outside the box like you know going over jump doing a mad whip oh that's sick you know but what about like doing a video where people like a cooking video what's he doing a cooking yeah, video for? So you know but using snap-on tools in there you know using the lunar fridge like you know show it like i see things differently now you know i'm not just a a guy that's trying to scrape bars around the corner and being like man do you see the rooster off that like yeah i want to see value to pe- i want to see people. that odi grip bearing into that like so that's where my my sort of focus has changed mm. and that's where i want to be more powerful for my sponsors and i guess it comes with age um because before i just went to win races you know that's all i've seen but now i see i just see more more of a powerful thing and more of a different direction that i want to go in mm. with that side of things um and you can't be like that when you're young i don't believe like i'd find it hard to find a 20 year old dude that's going to be like that have that same mindset yeah. Yeah. yeah like you know it's easy to get followers when you're doing shoeys and all this weird stuff but i don't know whether it, it would hit out to like a big company yeah like is that well, who Snap they one's want like super corporate yeah yeah like you know craig lowndes is a perfect example like that's who i kind of want to i'd love to follow that direction and yeah that caroline's done it and like i kind of look at it, i'm like oh but our sport's not that big you know like this this yeah, but this, you gotta be you a know? leader like yeah you, you need like someone has to do it but then i'm like well caroline's sport's smaller than ours way smaller and she's killing it yeah like way more than any of us could even dream of like so that's a 
yeah that's kind of my thought pattern and obviously it's not easy because like you say the training that goes in and trying to do yeah, but it the but more like that that's the thing is like you can you build a team like the more yeah. it's like any business like even with this it's like that's a, the stuff me and mick have been talking about at the moment is like you we got to go up levels and it's like at the start it was all me and then it's mick comes in and mick's helping out and then mm. he takes a load off and then you know you've got the one person that's like they've got their job to do they've got their job to do and it's like you can build on it but at the start it has to come just from you yeah and that's when it's hard but it's like now matt you've got the championship now yeah you've got some runs on the board it's like you can ask for a bit more money and then that buys you a bit more time yeah you know so it's like yeah you've still got to do the training but like the fact that you put so much effort in this year on your end it's like it's probably going to be easy to ask for a little bit more money to yeah. take a bit of that load off you and to, you know, mm. so it's like that's sort of the sacrifice that you have to make when you fit. Cause essentially like Todd Waters is the brand is like, really you've only been doing it one or two years, you know, one year, man, Re- honestly, this yeah, year is yeah, the only, really. well, last year we did a you played did a around with a YouTube year. channel and stuff, but the biggest, like this year, like, we we done some shirts, you know, like privateer shirt going over to America, this and that. Not to make money, like I see it as like having stuff. Like, mm. you know, when we went to Coolum, like we got a cool drop bear one, like it has a bit of meaning. People don't know what a drop bear is, you know. Mm. We're from Cairns, a drop bear's like some mystical creature that drops on top of you and, and robs you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with big fangs and stuff, like um so Wade we, Lewis is the only person that's ever actually seen yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so we got like so Wado did this rad design he like tried to funky. catch it he tried to catch it and then he did catch it and then he was like oh, I'm gonna be famous for catching a drop bear and then what happened was is it was too far out in the the bush to get back to Cairns in one day so then they had to set up camp and then they had a real mad combo and then they got like super close after it and then wade's like i can't take this drop bear back (laughs) so then they ended up just being mates he won't give it the any like won't tell him where he lives and then they go back wade still hangs out with him and his family but he's still the only person that's ever seen a drop bear (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so wade the legend done a drop bear shirt and um like on the weekend it was so cool like kids walking around with a shirt on yeah I kind of like I want to build on that like do like a little bit of a fan shirt because that's something we don't have here like at the GPs in America like, dude like Valentino Rossi man yeah. like and Magello, like the Cinello. whole oh. yeah they are the ones that kill it but you know but it's kind of cool somewhere it's cool to go to a race like you know like for me for example go to a race and, and watch a GP and be like I just flew over to America or this or that or I've gone and watched this race and it's got like hurlings on it 2019 like and it's like a thing like my parents love it they've got bands bro like you get metallica 1988 tours yeah it's the same shit yeah so like that's what i kind of wanted and this just started off like like our traveler shirt's got all of us on it like cody cooper and stuff and yeah it's just a bit of a funky little thing and and then yeah i'd just like to have something to see those kids walk around with a drop bear shirt on on the weekend like yeah makes i was you, like makes that's sick like i wanted to create something that's not just a f- gay fan shirt yeah but it was like associated with me kind of thing yeah that's how that come about um but i'd like to just try and create that a little bit because no one's doing it like you know when someone comes to a race you get a poster or something or 
you know, it'd be cool to just have, be able to get something yeah. from a rider. Um, so that's something that I'm trying, I'd like to build on. Well, man, like Toby's a perfect example of like a dude that kills it with that as yeah. well. You know, like obviously he's got Maddie and Ainsley there. It's like the team behind, like yeah. he legitimately has a team behind it. But like, you know, he is super genuine about like yep. his merch and all the different stuff that, that he does, you know? Hmm. So yeah, you're in good company to, to make it happen, man. Like you're yeah. around all the right people. All right, we'll wrap this shit up. Um, we did three hours, bro. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do, do a cheeky hour and a half. I'm just, yeah, I'm fucking so happy for you. <laughs> do this known you my whole life, almost. Um, yeah, seeing you do that on the weekend was special. Um, yeah, to just like we said, you know, like it's so long yeah. and you pay so much in blood, sweat and tears, literally. And it's like you did it. And that will never be... That will never be erased out of the history books. It will always be something that you've done. It'll be something you can tell your kids about. Yeah. It's something they can tell their kids about. And it, it really is that. Like, it does mean that much. And, like, now you can put a number one plate on your bike. Dean, take the number <laughs> one plate off your bike. That's going to create some stuff next year, eh? Try get it next year if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know that's like it's fucking it's sick like yeah. you get you get you get all that now yeah and uh and i'm happy for you because you deserve it yeah no nah, thanks i've never thought of it like that like when that would have been the same for dean like i never actually thought of it like that you know he's had the number one now it's going on my bike he's going to be hungry i'm going to be so determined to keep it like because i know he's coming for it yeah so like that's a super cool thing i reckon um we should get him on the show. Let's do some rivalry stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> would you go on there with him? Yeah, that'd Fuck be yeah. sick. Yeah, we'll 100% get him on. That's your call. We're, we've just, after we called him out, told him to rip his stickers off. <laughs> is he running with, has he got, oh, I won't be able to see. I want to see if he's running triple one or if he's running one. He's riding already, eh? Yeah, he's, dude, he's riding with that thumb. He's a psycho. Yeah. He just likes riding. Dean, yeah, Ferris wheeled triple one, so at least he's, he's verified, bro. He's verified on the gram. He's got Ooh. that blue tick. You don't, you don't have that. No. You can't buy <laughs> What's that, that? That's when like you're a real person. Yeah, but how <laughs> how many followers? Nah, they just have to like decide that you're Process. like legit enough. It's <laughs> oh yeah, for real, bro. For real, <laughs> it sucks. What but do you have to apply? You you could apply like so you could go on your account and apply, but I doubt Dean would have. Do we have like a meeting or something? Or? Nah, you just I've tried. They knocked me back. Did they? <laughs> Apparently, I'm not me. But yeah, that I think it like I think you can like DM who like whoever yeah. you want and shit like and it won't go into your outbox. So like you could DM Kim Kardashian. Like Dean could DM Kim Kardashian. It would come up in her inbox. Yeah, because he's got a blue check. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, this is not loading. But Dean, if you got a number one plate, take it off, bro. It's <laughs> over. It's over. As of oh, Sunday, it's done. But yeah, it'd be but pretty, come for it next year. It'd be pretty sick to get, uh, like, you know, Dean and I getting on good and stuff. But it'd be mad to just create like a rivalry, like. Well, you do we have got a, one. Yeah, you do have a rivalry. Yeah, man. but like, it'd be it'd be sick to play on it. Like, it'd you be know, crazy to hear you two talk about that some of those battles in Europe and yeah. stuff. Because like, fuck, it was so gnarly. Like, it just didn't matter where he was or where you were yeah. you were next to each other make you sick from the front to the back or from yeah. the back to the front it just always happened yeah it? even the states this year yeah it's what the, the hell like cody cooper's in front of us and it's dean and i battling behind him and then dean passes cody and then 
I'm like trying to freight train past Cody because I'm like, bro, you letting Dean get away? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how crazy it is. Yeah. Like, that's how it works. Like, if Dean passes a dude, you're just like, no, oh, like, got to get that dude out. He's going to get away. Like, it's honestly, and I don't have that with anyone. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyone, like, and I'll even, if he passes like four dudes and he's in front, I'll be going over the jump just like, man, I'm staying the same as him. Like, I've got to, like, got to get him. You know, it's, it's like insane. And How I'm, funny would it be if it hit Dean come on and he's like, I don't think about you at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Nah, though. probably. <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't care because it's my advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gets me fired up. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll get out of here. Thanks again, bro. Awesome. Um, make me that cabinet as soon as you can, <laughs> yeah. please. Sounds sick. Appreciate it. <laughs> nah, cheers for coming on, dude. Thanks, mate. See you guys later.